This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series returns to the Pocono Raceway today with a fierce point battle among three drivers, all who have won at this track. Jeff Gordon has three wins here, Dale Jarrett has two, and Ricky Rudd comes back after winning here just five weeks ago. Pocono is unusual in that there are only three turns, plus all three are different. It's been called a compromise racetrack, but Jarrett says you can't compromise anymore. With a competition like it is today, you can't give up anything. Even though we, you, know, you still hear us talk about that, we work hard at trying to make our car good in all three corners because if you give up something anywhere, uh, then that's, that cuts your chances down of being able to pass someone or, or give someone else more chances to pass you. The field is lined up, ready to rock the honeymoon capital of the world. Live from Pocono, Pennsylvania, the Winston Cup Series runs the Pennsylvania 500. Next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today, sponsored by Circuit City. We know how you feel. That's why we're here. Circuit City, we're with you. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series is in the Pocono Mountains for the second time in five weeks to meet the challenge of one of NASCAR's most unique racetracks, the three-cornered Pocono Raceway. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Moore, along with Barney Hall, welcoming you to MRN Radio's live coverage of the Pennsylvania 500. We come into today's race just as we started last week at New Hampshire, tied for the top spot in the championship point standings. Only this time, Ricky Rudd is a little further out than he was last week, but still only 28 points out of that tie for the lead. So the championship battle is on the front burner here today, Barney, but the real concern is trying to win or at least finish well on this basically puzzling racetrack. It's a tough racetrack. It's a track that, truthfully, I don't ever remember any team saying we've got it figured out to where we can be consistent every time we come here. Very few drivers in the history of this speedway have ever had back-to-back wins. That's just how tough this racetrack is. I believe only three times has it been done. This track is tough on engines. It has been uh, ever since it's been built back in 1974. Last year for this same race, there were 10 cars, I mean really good top teams that went out with blown engines. That'll be a factor today. Track position, pit strategy, always a factor here. Fuel mileage, if you run your driver out of gas here, you've cut his chances to even get a top 30 finish. There's as many different variations on how you attack this racetrack as there are teams down there. Some don't shift at all. Some shift once, some shift twice. Some compare it to a road course. Others say, no, it's more like a Indianapolis Motor Speedway because it's flat. So a lot of different approaches to this racetrack. Already this season, we've had three first-time winners. And for the lineup here today, and with the nature of this racetrack like we've been talking about, we could see a fourth. Names like Atwood, Benson, Blaney, and Presley among the top 20 starters here today. And, and again, on a racetrack like this, who knows? Haven't had a lot of first-time winners here, but that doesn't mean we can't have one today. In a moment, we'll hear from some of the drivers getting ready for the start of the Pennsylvania 500. Pre-race ceremonies underway here at the Pocono Raceway while the fans start filing in, just about packing the entire grandstand as well as the infield. In a moment, we'll hear from some of the drivers getting set for the start of today's race. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Welcome back to the Pocono Raceway. Todd Bodine won his second Bud Pole in three weeks in qualifying here on Friday. Got a perfect lap around here, but how about 200 laps? What's his chances for his first Winston Cup win? Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee is with Todd. 170.326 miles per hour, the Bud Pole winning speed. Like Joe said, that was one lap around here. Takes 200 to make up this race. What does Todd Bodine have to do to make it to victory lane for the first time? 
Well, you know, it all starts uh, with the whole pitcher. Uh, you got to have a good race car. Got to have great pit stops. I mean, everything's got to go right. Uh, fortunately, the, the Kmart team's really strong right now. We're getting better every week. And we didn't run that well in happy hour. We, we weren't really pleased with what the car was doing. Uh, we kind of went back to our notes from the first race, did a few of those things, uh, a couple of changes from that point, and hopefully we'll have a decent race car. Uh, the blue light special, uh, you know, it was good right off the truck and fine-tuned it for qualifying and got it right. So hopefully uh, here for the race we can fine-tune it again and just make all the right adjustments during the day, get good pit stops, and be around at the end. Well, he just might wind up in victory lane for the first time. The Bud Pole winner, Todd Bodine. The team's been getting stronger every week. Ricky Rudd will start second today. He's been on the front row for both races here this summer at Pocono. He started first last time here and turned it into a win. Can he make it two in a row today? Let's find out. Jason Toy is with him. Well, Ricky's making his way back to his uh, Ford Taurus as he gets down to the five, final word with the crew here. And, Ricky, when you look back at the past, there's only been four of the drivers that have been able to do the season sweep here at Pocono. Can you do it today? Well, we're going to try. You know, this same race car we ran last month, and it was a very good race car. Uh, you know, who knows? We're going to go out there and do our best and see what happens. We ran very good in practice. We ran good in qualifying. So we've got a shot at it. Somebody's going to win it. Might as well be us. You guys had a couple of days of testing this past week at Indianapolis. How does that transcend in helping you guys out here? Well, not a whole lot because uh, at one time the setups were very similar to one another, and I'm, you know, we're a little different than we are at Indy. We, you know, we did what we had to do to get the car to go around the track at Indy, but. Uh, more sim more probably differences than there than there were similarities compared to the past. That's Ricky Rudd. He rolls off second here on the outside of the front row. Of course, Ricky's got a lot on the line. Just 28 points out of the tie for the top spot of the championship points. Mark Martin. Well, this is one of the race tracks, one of only a handful of tracks on the Winston Cup circuit that Mark has not won at. But he's always been strong here, as he is on any flat track. He's had 15 top fives at this racetrack. He starts third today, and Gary Montgomery of Rochester, New York, is with him. Mark Martin and Jack Rush's Viagra Ford again, as you said, Joe, starting third, 169.622 miles an hour on Friday, Mark. This has got to be a racetrack that you look forward to coming to. As Joe said in the lead, an incredible average finishing position here of 6.1272 or something like that. Uh, a lot of great runs, top five finishes 15 times, but no wins. What can you do about correcting that here today? Well, I don't know. You know, we do, we've always run well here, and I like... Uh, coming here and racing, and uh, I think if we keep racing like we've been racing, that uh, we'll either win one or we won't, and uh, that's what we've done in the past 15 races, and that's what we'll do going forward. A bit surprising. Last uh, time we were here a month ago, a good run, fifth place finish, but a new car today. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong, but we didn't win last time. Oh, a new car. Okay, new car. We didn't win, well, we didn't win last time, and, uh, and we weren't going to win last time, and uh, so we're trying this car out here, and if we uh, like it here today, we'll take it to Indy. Uh, it's a little bit different, and, uh, you know, everybody has really pulled together to put this thing together on a short notice, and so far things look good. It still may or may not be good enough to win with, but so far it's certainly as good, if not better, than last time, and uh, if we get good, uh, good feel for today from it, then we'll take it to Indy as well. Mark Martin rolls off from third here in Jack Fly Ross's by report. Mark is still looking for his first win in the year 2001, in addition to looking for his first win here at Pocono. Closing in on the start of the Pennsylvania 500. Coming up, we'll hear from the lead Ray Bestus rookie driver and the two drivers who are tied for the top spot in the point standings. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. 
We're back at the Pocono Raceway getting set for the start of the event here this afternoon. And Joe, only a couple of drivers failed to make the field. Andy Hillenberg and Carl Long, the only two drivers that did not make it into the starting grid. Here's a look at the 43 getting ready to start today's Pennsylvania 500. Rick Mass will start 43rd in the Duke's Mayonnaise Sayers Pontiac. The Sprint Dodge with Kyle Petty will start 42nd. Buckshot Jones starts 41st. He's in the Georgia Pacific Dodge. And the Kellogg Chevrolet with Terry Labonte is the 40th starter. 39th position, Jerry Nadeau in the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. The Pennzoil Chevrolet with Steve Park is at 38th position. Starting 37th will be Dale Jarrett, we heard from a moment ago, in the UPS Ford. The Lowe's Chevrolet with Robbie Gordon will start 36th. Kurt Busch starts 35th in the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. The Caterpillar Dodge with Ward Burton starts 34th. 33rd is Elliot Sadler in the Motorcraft Ford. And the Nation's Rent Ford with Mike Wallace starts 32nd. Ron Hornaday Jr. starts 31st. He's in the Conseco Pontiac. Going from 30th today, Hut Strickland, the Hills Brothers Coffee Ford. 29th starter, Bobby Hamilton. He's driving the Square D Chevrolet. John Andretti has the Cheerios Dodge starting 28th. Start your engines! There's the command to fire the engines. Brett Bodine has the Ralph's Red Cell Ford starting 27th. 26th starter, Joe Nemechek, the Oakwood Home Chevrolet. Jeremy Mayfield in the Mobile One Ford will start in 25th. 24th, Matt Kenseth to DeWalt Power Tools Ford. The Napa Chevrolet with Michael Waltrip aboard starts in the 23rd position. 22nd, Rusty Wallace, the Miller Lite Ford. And 21st is Jason Leffler, the singular wireless Dodge. 20th starter is Ricky Craven in the Tide Ford. 19th position, Kevin Page in the in the Kodak Chevrolet. The Sitco Superguard Ford with Jeff Burton goes 18th. 17th starter Stacy Compton in the Kodiak Dodge. The Jasper Engines Ford with Robert Presley starts 16th. Dave Blaney is the 15th starter in the Amoco Dodge. The Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge with Bill Elliott is the 14th starter. Starting 13th is Tony Stewart in the Home Depot Pontiac. And the Budweiser Chevrolet with Dale Earnhardt Jr. starts 12th. Bobby Labonte starts 11th. He'll be in the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. Going from 10th, Sterling Marlin, the Coors Light Dodge. Ninth starter, Johnny Benson, the Valvoline Pontiac. Starting 8th, Jeff Gordon, the DuPont Chevrolet. Jimmy Spencer in the Kmart Ford goes from 7th. Sixth starter is Kevin Harvick, the GM Goodrent Chevrolet. Fifth is Casey Atwood, the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. Ken Schrader has his M&M's Pontiac starting 4th. Third is Mark Martin, the Pfizer Viagra Ford. And on the front row, couple of Fords, Ricky Rudd, the Texaco Haviland Ford, and Todd Bodine winning his second Bud Pole of the Year in the Kmart Ford with a speed on Friday afternoon of 170.326 miles per hour. Engines have fired on the pit road, just about to get the signal to send them out. Begin a couple of pace laps before we get today's Pennsylvania 500 underway. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. 
today, the Pennsylvania 500. Sponsored by the Wide Track Grand Prix. Wider is better. By Husqvarna. Tough name, tough equipment. For the dealer nearest you, call 1-800-HUSKY-62. By Pfizer, where life is our life's work. By the brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you that fresh beer tastes better. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Two-way communication by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by MBNA, the issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. Welcome back to the Pocono Raceway, where MRN Radio is getting set to bring you live coverage of the 20th race of the 2001 season, the Pennsylvania 500. Started off with a very beautiful weekend here, Barney. It's cool, almost fall-like here in the Pocono Mountains, but there is a possibility of some bad weather before this day's over. Yeah, they've had a front moving up uh, through the Ohio Valley for the last couple of days, but the weather people say that there's a good possibility most of it will stay to the east and the south of us, and let's hope it does. It's been overcast all morning, and right now this racetrack is ready to go. A lot of fact on the line here, that championship point battle we talked about between Jeff Gordon and uh, Dale Jarrett. Also, Ricky Rudd just 28 points back. The Dodge Boys hoping they can score their first win. Some think maybe this is the place it could happen. Sterling Marlin seems to be the flag bearer for Dodge this year, although Casey Atwood has the best qualifying run of any of the Dodge machines in this field. And, of course, just trying to get that first win of the year. A number of drivers who won last year, guys like Bobby Labonte, still looking for his first win, hoping maybe it could come here today at Pocono. Closing in on the start of the Pennsylvania 500. The cars are on a few pace laps here before we get the drop of the green flag. And Barney, of course, the most unusual thing about this racetrack, we go to so many where they come off turn four, head to the start-finish line. Here they come off turn three and head to the start-finish line. Now this is a triangular-shaped racetrack, two and a half miles around it, and the, the banking in each one of the three turns, totally different. 14 degrees down in turn one, eight degrees over in turn two, which we call the tunnel turn, and only six degrees, almost practically flat, up there in turn three. And I guess uh, that's one of the most critical corners at this racetrack, Joe. Everybody says if you come off there, you lose a lot of positions, and we've seen that happen many, many times. This is a very long front straightaway. It takes a lot of horsepower to get down this thing, and there's almost a, a wild drag race racing down into turn number one, and that can be a problem. If you're going into turn one too hot, you can get in trouble in a hurry. To cover the action for us here this afternoon on MRN Radio, Kurt Becker of Altamont, Illinois. Joe, 14 degrees of banking on this end of the racetrack, and there is some purpose behind that. The front straightaway that you mentioned, 3,700 feet long and sometimes we see three and four wide racing there it all has to funnel down to a more narrow version of racing so to speak when we come to this end of the racetrack and that 14 degrees of banking can help hold the car in place because you're rocketing off the end of the front stretch now granted the drivers don't use a whole lot of this 14 degree banking the key is to stay low and turn number one right down next to the white rumble strips also you're downshifting as you come into the corner if you get off this corner well then perhaps you can make a pass at the exit to the corner and pick up a few positions. We'll have all that action covered from just outside of turn one. 
One of the most exciting places on this racetrack is the tunnel turn over in turn number two. And to cover the action for MRN there this afternoon from Barry, Vermont, is Dave Moody. All right, thank you, Barney. After a 3,055-foot wide-open sprint down the long pond straightaway, these Winston Cup drivers will find themselves in the tricky second turn, also known as the tunnel turn here at Pocono. Banked only eight degrees, this is a turn that's best handled on the inside lane. If you keep your momentum up through this corner, it sets you up in good shape for the 1,780-foot backstretch that follows. Getting shuffled to the outside, though, means you might not make it that far at all. Either way, we'll cover all the action today from high atop turn number two. A lot of the drivers will tell you that tunnel turn, turn two here at Pocono, is one of the trickiest and toughest in all of NASCAR Winston Cup racing. Taking you around this Pocono raceway this afternoon off turn number two, it's to the flattest turn in this whole layout, turn number three. And to cover the action for MRN Radio today, there, Winston Kelly of Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks, Joe, and good afternoon, everyone. Off of that tunnel turn that Dave Moody talked about, they'll swing wide, almost grazing the retaining wall and then angle themselves down this 1700 short shoot to set up for turn three this banked as you guys said only six degrees one of the keys here is getting the best angle possible to place the left side of the tires just as close to the rumple steps, strips that separate the racetrack from the grassy area so they can swing wide then again off of turn number three and set themselves up for this longest straightaway in NASCAR racing there is some passing down this short shoot but quite often they use this part of the racetrack to set themselves up for that long straightaway to get a pass and execute it down the front straightaway. We look forward to covering all the action here in turn three this afternoon. Today's broadcast of the Pennsylvania 500 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Pocono Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Field now working through turn number three coming down to the start-finish line where they will see the drop of the green flag this time by. Couple of Fords up front. Todd Bodine looking for his first career Winston Cup win. Ricky Rudd looking for his second win of the year and hoping to make a clean sweep here at Pocono. Second row, Ford and Pontiac. Third row, Dodge and Chevrolet. Here they come now, headed to the start-finish line. Safety car heads for pit road. Here's Barney Hall for the start of the Pennsylvania 500. Pace car behind the pit wall. Field comes down to the line looking for the green. It's in the air, and we're underway in the Pennsylvania 500. Quickly as the green goes out, Todd Bodine jumps out front, single file by himself. And now they fan out, heading for turn number one. Real scramble going on for fifth place as they get into the number one turn. Here they come into the corner now, side by side for fifth. Here's Jeff Gordon rallying around to the outside with Kevin Harvick down low. Ken Schrader also part of that mix as well. He and Gordon now battle for fourth. Inside line is the place to be, but Jeff Gordon making it work up high here in the opening lap as he powers to the outside of Kenny Schrader. They'll race side by side for the number four spot, and Gordon with the Hendrick horsepower will take it over. Todd Bodine, Ricky Rudd. Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon, the top four as they head off turn two. Swinging down the short shoot for the first time, but Ein legs it out by about three car lengths over Rudd. It's another couple of car lengths. Back to Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon on the move. He'll peek to the outside of Mark Martin. Now look back down to the low side, and fifth is Ken Schrader. Jeff Gordon looks down to the inside of Mark Martin for a chance to go by and grab that third spot instead, falling back in line as they cross the start-finish line. Kevin Harvick also putting some pressure on Ken Schrader. That's a race for the fifth spot that heads down to turn one. Harvick peeks down low. Schrader steps down a half lane. No room for Harvick to make the move, although he wants to do it. Now he has to get back in line. Schrader hangs on to the fifth position, at least for now. Kevin Harvick follows right in the tire tracks of Kenny Schrader as they hit the long pond straightaway. Nobody making any moves until back around the eighth or ninth position where Jimmy Spencer takes a peek down to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Nothing doing there. He tucks it back behind. A spot further back. Dave Blaney dumps to the inside of Casey Atwood to pick up a 
And he'll complete that pass coming down the short straightaway. That'll kick Casey back one spot. Now moving up to do battle with him is Robert Presley. Presley looks down to the inside. Now further up, Jimmy Spencer looks to the outside of Bill Elliott trying to make the move there. Spencer is one of the cars in practice that really had it dialed in. And we've so got to speak. trouble here on the third turn. The car of Elliott Sadler spins around. He'll take with him Buckshot Jones. Elliott Sadler got a lazy spin here in turn number three, Barney. Buckshot Jones slammed onto the brake, so a little bit of contact between the two. Both of them are rolling. Terry Labonte, Caution. also the car of uh, Rick Mast and Kyle Petty, made evasive moves to get by. When that uh, spin occurred, again, Elliott Sadler getting in trouble in turn three. Let's go back to Winston Kelly. Elliott Sadler was working it out off the low side of the track that we had talked about, Joe, and he broke loose as he was exiting turn number three. And it was kind of a lazy spin up the track. He was on the binders. A couple of the cars that you mentioned, Terry Labonte, one of those, Kyle Petty were able to make evasive action. But Buckshot Jones, he too went into a lazy spin, had a little bit of contact. He's got some rear damage to the machine, but both of them were able to continue. Caution on the speedway. It comes out at lap number two for an incident again up in turn three. Working caution, the third lap of the event here at Pocono this afternoon. Again, when Elliott Sadler and Buckshot Jones had a problem, both have been on pit road. We'll cover that when we come back from the Pocono Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Back at the Pocono Raceway for the running of the Pennsylvania 500. And while all that scrambling was going on up in turn number four, when it brought out the first caution just a moment ago between Elliott Sadler and Buckshot Jones, before the field could come back around, we had a lead change. It looked like Ricky Rudd took it away from Todd Bodine. This is the way they're running under caution. It is Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine, Mark Martin, and Jeff Gordon, along with Kenny Schrader, the top five. Steve Park has brought his car onto pit road, seeing a few others in there also. Dale Jarrett's in the pit. Let's get an update there. Well, they're working on the rear of Dale Jarrett's car. Jerry Nadeau also making a stop here. These guys running near the back of the pack, so they didn't have a lot to lose, but there's a problem on Jarrett's car. We'll try to sort that out for you here in just a moment. Rick Mascar also in for the stop. Uh, as Gary Montgomery reported, Jerry Nadeau getting service. He is now on his way. Two cars came in, pitted too soon. The cars of Elliott Sadler, who was involved in the crash up there, and the machine of Buckshot Jones, so a penalty for those two. Here once again comes Elliott Sadler in for a stop. Also the car of Buckshot Jones back in once again. Both cars getting some damage from that crash that occurred in turn three on lap two. Let's go back to Gary Montgomery. Well, I don't have an update on uh, the Jarrett car yet, but I can tell you the Buckjot Jones, the right side of the car was extensively damaged. They were underneath it with sledgehammers pounding things out, so it's all right side damage there. It appears to be all cosmetic. We'll get an update on Jarrett here in just a moment. Elliot Sadler being attended to by his pit crew over there. Jason Toy, have you had a chance to look at it? Is there very much damage on his car? Well, basically flat in the left side. Also had a left front go flat as well. He sustained right rear damage when he hit the wall. The left side damage coming from Buckshot Jones, but most of it cosmetic. They're trying to reset the toe a little bit on the left front. Also try to pull back some more sheet metal on the right rear for Elliott Sadler. Well, it's not going to be one of those days when we see a ton of yellow flags, but we got one very early here at Pocono this afternoon on lap two. Field will get the signal one to go this time as they come back to the start-finish line. I want to welcome aboard 476 radio stations in 46 states nationwide aboard for our coverage today of the Pennsylvania 500. I was talking with Elliot Sandler this morning. Some race fans asked him a couple of questions. One was his most favorite racetrack, and he said, well, it's got to be Bristol because, number one, it's close to where I live. And, of course, he won his first NASCAR Winston Cup race there earlier this year at the Bristol Motor Speedway. question also came, what's your least favorite racetrack? And he says, well, I really don't have a least favorite favorite track. I look at the ones that I don't do so well on, 
and this is probably it. He said, Pocono is a track that, of course, I've only been coming here for several years, but I have a lot of trouble at this racetrack. And typically, this is one of those places, Barney, that causes rookie drivers, young drivers, a lot of problems. Even the veterans have a hard time here. Yeah, and it's the, it, it's the kind of place that we talked about a moment ago, up in turn number three, where Winston Kelly is positioned up there. If you're going to have a problem, nine times out of ten, you're going to have it up there in that flat turn. There's no banking to speak of there to catch the car. Seeing more pit stops, Bobby Hamilton is on pit road. Jerry Nadeau comes back in. Kyle Petty is in. Let's go down to Jason Toy. Bobby Hamilton just in to clean off the front of the grill a little bit after a lot of rubber was put down on the track from yesterday's ARCA race, also topping off the fuel tank for Bobby Hamilton. And Jerry Nadeau in once again. Let's see what the problem is there. Well, they've got uh, damage to the front of the automobile, Joe. Apparently that could have come from the damage to the rear of the uh, Dale Jarrett car. We told you earlier that Dale was in. I just talked with Todd Parrott, the crew chief, and somebody got into the rear of the car and damaged some fiberglass only. He said nothing structural there, so they've repaired that car, and he's on his way. Nadeau is now on his way as well with some black duct tape all over the front end of his UAW Delphi Chevrolet. Yeah, they're running Elliot Sadler in and out of pit road to make sure he doesn't go a lap down to uh, make the repairs on his car. Five laps are complete. Again, let's take you back how they're running under this caution. First one of the afternoon here at Pocono. Ricky Rudd is the new leader. Todd Bodine is now back to second. Mark Martin is third. Jeff Gordon's fourth. Kenny Sray fifth. Kevin Harvick is sixth. Sterling Marlin is seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Bill Elliott's ninth, and Jimmy Spencer is tenth. Then Dave Blaney is up to eleventh. Casey Atwood is twelfth. Robert Presley's thirteenth. Jason Leffler is fourteenth. Johnny Benson fifteenth. Jeff Burton sixteenth. Then Bobby Labonte seventeenth. Tony Stewart eighteenth. Kevin LePage shows nineteenth, and the Napa leaderboard shows in twentieth position. Rusty Wallace, Napa Auto Parts, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Todd Bodine started on the Bud Pole here this afternoon, but did not stay out front very long. On lap number three, it was Ricky Rudd making the pass just before that caution flag. Before they race back to the line, and so Ricky Rudd picks up the top spot here, hoping to hang on to it for the rest of the day. Todd Bodine, a strong car. He's had it that way for the last several weeks. It's not just a couple of times he's won Bud Poles or run well. He's been running well consistently. We talked about the whole operation there, Jimmy Spencer and Todd Bodine. That team just seems to be getting better and better, and they seem to feel like a win is not far away. Maybe today. Here's the field now, working off turn three, back to the line. Safety car is on pit road. Ricky Rudd leads him back to the drop of the green flag. Green flag goes back in the air. Ricky gets a good restart, pulls away from Todd Bodine by a couple of car links. Now Todd gets it wound up and closes in on his bumper as they go to turn one. Here they come, racing back into the corner. Bodine checks to the outside, nothing there. Rudd leads him back into turn number one. Further back, here's a change for the fifth position. Ken Schrader down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. Schrader down on the inside of Harvick, makes himself a hole. He'll look to slide up the racetrack in turn two, but can't do it yet as Harvick is right alongside as they race the long pond straightaway. It's Schrader on the inside. Harvick on the outside, then squared off behind them. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the bottom of the racetrack along with Sterling Marlin. It is Schrader down low on Harvick as they bump a bit off turn two. Schrader's on the low side. He's going to try to bring Dale Earnhardt Jr. with him as they head toward turn number three. Making the move just behind the Earnhardt Jr. machine is that of Jimmy Spencer. He'll swing to the inside of Sterling Marlin. Ken Schrader now is three wide off of turn three. Three-way battle for the fifth position and battling for six as well. Coming down the line, they're four wide. Kevin Harvick has fifth, three wide for sixth, and three wide behind them, racing down to turn one. Three wide, stacked up two rows deep. It seems like everyone's on the move. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. rushing up alongside of Sterling Marlin. Now Marlin slams the door, hangs on to the seventh spot. 
Here they come off turn number one, heading for the back straightaway, and we'll have a challenge now for the third spot. Mark Martin looking down to the inside on Jeff Gordon. Nothing doing there. He'll fall back into single file. Then a long gap back to the fifth place machine of Kevin Harvick. Right behind him comes Sterling Marlin, then Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dave Blaney, Jimmy Spencer, and down to the inside. Now Robert Presley making a move on Kenny Schrader for position. Continuing to be the best battle on the racetrack. Presley looks down to the inside of Bill Elliott. He'll post the nose of his Ford underneath the Dodge of Elliott. Casey Atwood will try to make the move underneath the teammate as well. Still door to door off the three, Presley and Elliott. Something's got to give in that pack of traffic the way they've been running two wide, three wide, and four wide on a couple of occasions at the front of the field. Jeff Gordon is eased up into third place and closes in on the front two. Trying to track down Todd Bodine. At the same time, here's Bodine going to work on Ricky Rudd. Just a car length in between the top three as they head off turn one and hit the long pond straight away. All alone in the fourth spot is Mark Martin. Then a good gap back to Kevin Harvick, who leads that second draft in the number five position. Everybody holding their slots this time down the back straight away and into turn two. That battle for fifth is still a good one. It's Harvick hugging the bottom of the racetrack. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. sneaks a peek to the inside. Jr. looking for racing room. Can't find it as they head for three. That battle continues to heat up. Earnhardt Jr. peeks to the outside. Now to the inside. Harvick covers a position behind Earnhardt Jr. It's Sterling Marlin and Dave Blaney. Spencer on the move again. Bill Elliott makes a move down to the inside of the racetrack. Here again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. squeezed down by Kevin Harvick. Earnhardt trying to pick up a spot. Just behind him, Dave Blaney trying to move. They are now four wide going to turn one. Side by side. First of all for fifth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kevin Harvick to the outside. Here's Blaney now rushing up along the inside lane of the racetrack as the battle continues. Challenge now for the number two position on the long pond straightaway as Jeff Gordon once again makes the pass on the outside as he sweeps around Todd Bodine, takes the number two spot, and begins to move on Ricky Rudd for the lead. A bit further back, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has taken over fifth. Kevin Harvick now trying to hold off Jimmy Spencer. Here comes Jimmy to the outside at the exit of turn number two. Spencer's going to make the pass. Coming down the back straightaway, he's going to do it the hard way. Harvick will fall in line behind him. Dave Blaney now sets his sights on Harvick as Harvick's backsliding just a bit off of turn three. Settle down just a little bit back in that pack of traffic. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, Jeff Gordon continues to show just how strong his car is. He had thoughts of taking the lead away as they go back to one. Here's Gordon Chevrolet rushing up behind Ricky Rudd's Ford. Rudd right down next to the white line as Gordon swings out wide. And once again, Jeff Gordon has thoughts about the outside pass. He'll try and make it work on the long pond straight away. Ford on the inside, Chevrolet on the outside. Ricky Rudd and Jeff Gordon, no contest. Gordon around the outside will take the lead and tuck it right down on the white line as they hit turn number two. So the new leader is Jeff Gordon. Ricky Rudd now rides in second. Todd Bodine close behind in position number three. The points leaders one and two. Now Todd Bodine looking to make a move on Ricky Rudd. This time Rudd covers the spot into turn number three. Bodine is back in third. It's about five car lengths back to Mark Martin in fourth. It's a goodly distance back to the fifth position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. holds off Jimmy Spencer. Jeff Gordon becomes the third different leader of the Pennsylvania 500. Just 11 laps in, it's Gordon, Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine, Mark Martin, and Dale Earnhardt Jr.
Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for do-it-right deals. Right now, you can purchase select Superstart batteries and get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate. Or buy Brake Best Select brake pads and two Brake Best Select rotors and get up to a $25 gift card after mail-in rebate. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. An update on the championship contenders in today's race. Jeff Gordon leads the way. Ricky Rudd is second. Dale Jarrett started 37th. Hasn't picked up much ground. He's only running now in 36th. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. We're 13 laps into the 200 that make up today's Pennsylvania 500. Things have settled down at the front of the field. Jeff Gordon shows the way. Ricky Rudd is second. Todd Bodine third. Mark Martin fourth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. now runs in the fifth position. Pretty good racing further back in the pack. A great race three wide a few moments ago for 21st. It was going on between Ward Burton, Rusty Wallace, and Matt Kenseth. Ward Burton won that particular battle. Here's a change closer to the front now. Bobby Labonte gets by Casey Atwood. And Ricky Craven starting to put some pressure now on John Andretti. They're in turn one. All this going on from 18th position on back. You've got Andretti to the inside of Atwood. Craven up to the outside. And there's Ward Burton back in the 21st position. Burton just sitting in the catbird seat waiting to see how that Andretti Craven battle will shake out as they hit the long pond straight away. It's John Andretti on the inside, Ricky Craven on the outside. So much for the catbird seat. Ward Burton thinks about making it three wide, does not quite have the horsepower to make the move before the tunnel turn. And once again, they'll funnel off contact at the exit of the corner. Andretti squeezes his way in front of Craven. And now Matt Kenseth wants some of that duel. He'll look down to the inside three wide, trying to go underneath Ward Burton. Now Burton falls in line behind Ricky Craven. Kenseth still on the move, trying to get underneath Burton off a of three. Hard racing going on between Ricky Craven, Ward Burton, and Matt Kenseth as they spill out here in the front straightaway. Go single file now back into turn number one. A moment ago, we told you that Buckshot Jones and Elliot Sadler got tangled up in turn number three. Give you an update on them. Elliot Sadler has been in and out of the pit several times. He did not lose a lap. Crew's done a good job to keep him on the lead lap, but he is back in 42nd position. Buckshot Jones some seven laps down to the leader, Jeff Gordon. They're over in the tunnel turn two. Jeff Gordon trying to break away, but Ricky Rudd having none of it. He remains just five car lengths off the back bumper of the leader. And that front duo separated by a couple of seconds from Todd Bodine as they'll enter into turn number three. Mark Martin is about four car lengths back of Bodine coming through three. It's about two seconds back to Dale Earnhardt Jr., then Jimmy Spencer, Dave Blaney, Kevin Harvick, Bill Elliott, and Sterling Marlin. Change for the ninth position. Bill Elliott has swept down to the inside of Sterling Marlin, grabbed that spot just before they entered turn three. Also, that battle we were talking about from 18th on back, that's still going on. Coming back to the start-finish line, Ward Burton going after Ricky Craven. They're dead even at the stripe. Let's see what happens. They're still side-by-side side going to turn one. Traffic lines up behind them in the form of Matt Kenseth. Also, the car of Rusty Wallace is there off the into the front stretch. Now, here's that side-by-side battle with Burton to the inside. Ward Burton diving low on Ricky Craven. Craven with a little bit of damage on the left front corner. That corner
corresponds to some right rear damage on John Andretti's STP Cheerios Dodge as they move down the back straightaway. It is Burton down low, Craven up high. Ward Burton has got the low line. He'll put a nose out in the Caterpillar Dodge as they race side by side up the tunnel turn. And they remain that way, coming off of turn number two, down the back straightaway. Matt Kenseth still with the Catbird seat, just kind of taking it all in, deciding which line he wants to go in. Down on the inside is Burton. On the high side is Craven, then Kenseth, then Rusty Wallace. While all that door-to-door -door racing has been going on from about fifth place on back among the two packs of traffic we've been talking about, it, it has allowed Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, Todd Bonine, and Mark Martin to open up a big gap as they exit turn number two and head back up to the tunnel turn. Jeff Gordon has lengthened his advantage a bit from five car lengths up to about seven or eight over Ricky Rudd, then a longer gap back to Todd Bodine, who runs alone in third, and fourth is Mark Martin, and a good long gap, half the long pond straightaway to Dale Earnhardt Jr., then a change for position as Dave Blaney fights his way down to the inside of Jimmy Spencer. Blaney and the Amico Dodge will pick up a spot off two. And Spencer falls in line behind him. It's about 10, make it 12 car lengths. Back to a good battle. Bill Elliott looking down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. Harvick now able to hug the tires down on the low line. Cuts off that position. So it's Harvick, Elliott, then Sterling Marlin off the three. Bill Elliott strong in the early going in this race. Started back in 14th. He's now trying to take the eighth position from Kevin Harvick. Let's follow that battle across the stripe. He's right up on Harvick's bumper as they head to turn one. Here comes Harvick's white Chevrolet. Harvick looks behind. Him. Here's the red Dodge of Bill Elliott. Another Dodge there as well. Sterling Marlin and Johnny Benson tries to join that battle. Kevin Harvick feeling the heat now from Bill Elliott as they exit turn number one. Elliott for the moment will tuck right in on the rear quarter panel of the good red Chevrolet as they race down the long pond straightaway. It is Harvick, Elliott, about five car lengths back to Sterling Marlin and Johnny Benson. They'll hold their positions as they race down on the bottom of turn number two. Head for the short shoot. No move by Elliott this time. Harvick now, then Elliott about three car lengths back. Make it four now to a good battle. Sweeping down to the inside and making the pass is Johnny Benson in and around the car Sterling Marlin. Kenny Schrader has fallen back in his Pontiac. He's back just behind Marlin by about three car lengths. The way they're running at the end of 19 laps, Jeff Gordon leads Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine, Mark Martin, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., the top five. From sixth through tenth, it will be Dave Blaney, Jimmy Spencer, Kevin Harvick, Bill Elliott, and Johnny Benson. Eleventh is Sterling Marlin. Ken Schrader's twelfth. Kenny's having a great run here today. Bobby Labonte's up to 13th, continuing to move forward. Robert Presley's 14th, and Jason Leffler the top 15. They go back to turn two. And a good battle for the number five position midway on the long pond straightaway where Dale Earnhardt Jr. is feeling the heat from Dave Blaney. Blaney a lap after moving around. Jimmy Spencer has left him in his wake and is closing quickly now on Jr. as they head for turn three. And Blaney now to within a car length of the Budweiser Chevrolet. Headed toward turn number three one more time. He'll chop another car length off of it as he gets a little bit lower down through this portion of the racetrack. Three car lengths back back to Spencer as they spill onto the front straightaway. That is the fifth and sixth place battle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has fifth. Dave Blaney back in sixth. Seventh is Jimmy Spencer. And now Bill Elliott has completed the pass of Kevin Harvick. He's moved up to the eighth position. Early in the running of the Pennsylvania 521 of 200 laps are complete. Jeff Gordon, the third different driver to lead. Right now he's got about a second and a half over Ricky Rudd with Todd Bodine running third, Mark Martin fourth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. running fifth. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Jeff Gordon has stretched out his lead to a full two seconds, maybe even more this time as he comes back to the start-finish line over Ricky Rudd in the Pennsylvania 500. Todd Bodine, Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., rest of the top five. Running six right now. 
now is Jimmy Spencer. Bill Elliott is in seventh. Eighth is Kevin Harvick. Ninth is Johnny Benson. And tenth is Dave Blaney. He's lost a good bit of ground last several laps. Matter of fact, falling back even more back uh, into the 14th position. We'll follow up and get an update on the situation with Dave Blaney in a moment. Meanwhile, we pick up the leaders. They're on the long pond stretch, headed to turn two. Jeff Gordon with plenty of daylight between himself and the second-place automobile of Ricky Rudd, running all by himself, just hitting his lines right down on the bottom of the racetrack as he heads off turn two. We've seen this movie before. I think it was about five weeks ago. Jeff Gordon legging it out early on here at Pocono. Comes into turn number three, hugging it down just as low as he can up against those rumple strips. It's about a second and a half back to Ricky Rudd. Then Todd Bodine and Mark Martin round out the top four. And it's typical Pocono racing. Nine times out of ten we come to Pocono in the early going. Field to string out a little bit, and then they'll close up, and then they'll string out again, and then they'll close up again. Been some hard racing going on back in the middle of the pack that we talked about a little bit earlier this afternoon. Let's check in the pits right now and see if we can get an update on Dave Blaney, why he keeps dropping back. One of the early movers, Barney, but he won't be moving now in the right direction because he's lost a cylinder on his dodge. So tough luck for Dave Blaney, who had a super run going this afternoon. The car sounds really flat as it goes by his pit stall. Running back in 23rd position when we went by the start-finish line is going to lose even more, running on seven cylinders now as the leaders go over to turn two. Jeff Gordon still with a big lead, but it's heating up for the number five position. Jimmy Spencer's got company on his back bumper. It's Bill Elliott who puts the Dodge right up underneath the tailgate of the Kmart Ford as they exit turn two. The red Dodge looking down to the inside of the red, white, and blue Ford. He's going to make the pass, headed toward turn number three. So he'll sweep underneath Jimmy Spencer. Behind Spencer is about six car lengths back to Kevin Harvick and Johnny Benson. Bill Elliott doing a great job here this afternoon. Probably the only car that's anywhere near the neighborhood of the speeds that Jeff Gordon is running right now. But, again, Elliott started back in the 14th position, steadily working his way towards the front, now up to the sixth spot. Let's check on some other stories developing down along the pit lane. Let's go to Jason Toy. Well, a couple of the updates on some of the drivers out in front, including Ricky Rudd, says the car is very, very good right now. They're concerned, though, they may have a little bit of right front damage. They may have to pull back a little bit, some slight contact ahead on the track. Not causing any problems right now, but they'll check in on their first pit stop. Also, checking with Rusty Wallace, pushing in the turns as well. And also, uh, Jimmy Spencer is having a dog of a time out there on the track right now. His car is awfully, awfully tight in the turns, and it seems like it's getting worse for Jimmy Spencer. Let's check in with Gary Montgomery. Well, one of the Dodge boys that's going in the right direction is Ward Burton, the car number 22, the Caterpillar car. He started back in the 34th position, but he's worked his way up to, I think it's now 17th, maybe 16th. And he's only thing he said over the radio is the car is way too tight. Way too tight, yet he's marching forward in a great big hurry. And again, there are no problems reported by Dale Jarrett for the sheet metal damage that he experienced earlier. Dale Jarrett was on pit road at lap number four. He went back out of the tail end of the field, but he's made up several positions. He's worked his way back up to 26th place right now. Bill Jarrett crosses the line now, just approaching the car of Dave Blaney, who continues to fall back, losing ground, as we told you before. Lost a cylinder. He was a contender, a great uh, runner here early in the running of this event today. Jeff Gordon has built up a lead now over three seconds, but just checking his laps lap times, Barney, and comparing it to what Bill Elliott is running. Uh, Jeff's running laps of 56.1 seconds, and Bill Elliott running laps of 56.2. So uh, Elliott is screaming out there, but a good ways behind Jeff Gordon. Of course, this is a long race, so he's got a lot of time 
time to make that up if that car stays as good as it is right now. Everybody usually, when you come to Pocono, if, whether the weather is consistent on Saturday from what you go out there and practice in that final session and the same thing on Sunday, you'll still end up making adjustments on the cars. And right now the field is kind of stringing out a little bit, particularly at the front of the field. As you said, Jeff Gordon has an advantage now of three and four-tenths seconds. He's got it hooked up pretty good. Ricky Rudd still rides second. Third is Todd Bodine. Mark Martin still hangs in there in fourth. Earnhardt Jr. is about as quick as anything out there. He is fifth. Bill Elliott, we talked about how good his car is. He is still sixth and coming toward the front as quickly as he can get up there. Jimmy Spencer, uh, Spencer's dropped back. He pulled up a little bit, gained some spots, then dropped back to seventh. Kevin Harvick is up to eighth. Johnny Benson's ninth. And Sterling Marlin make up the top ten as Jeff Gordon, the leader, heads up to turn three. And Jeff Gordon now sweeping around turn number three for the another time. Here comes Ricky Rudd, 3.2 seconds back. It's about 10 car lengths. Make it 12 back to Todd Bodine. Mark Martin a little bit squirrely off at turn number three, but he gathers it in and heads for the front shoot. Change for the 10th position. Bobby Labonte was chasing Sterling Marlin for a while. Finally got down underneath him just as they exited turn number two. So Bobby Labonte picks up yet another position. Now he is up to the 10th spot. Jeff Gordon shows the way. Ricky Rudd is second. Todd Bodine third, Mark Martin fourth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. now runs in fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott, seventh is Jimmy Spencer, eighth is Kevin Harvick, ninth is Johnny Benson, and tenth is Bobby Labonte. You know, NASCAR Winston Cup drivers, uh, most of them are fans of other sports in addition to NASCAR Winston Cup racing. And Elliott Sadler, who was involved in our first crash here this afternoon, is a big baseball fan. He got the thrill of his life earlier this week, Barney. Went to Philadelphia and uh, did batting practice and threw out the first pitch with the Philadelphia Phillies. He said that was quite a night for him. I'm going to tell you what, man, that, that was pretty cool to uh – to go get the 31st pitch out of the Phillies game, to be able to take batting practice with the guys. You know, I, I got to take batting practice with the pitchers. I mean, that was pretty cool to get to stand out there with Jose Mesa and, and swing the bat a little bit. And I got a new respect for those guys. To be able to hit, you got to be a grown man to hit a ball out of a major league bo ballpark with a wooden bat. They just, the ball does not go off those bats at all, and I found that out. But I tell you, they, they treated me like gold, man. It was pretty something I'll never forget. He did say he knocked a couple of balls uh, across the fence, and they were fast pitches, too, but said there's no danger that he's going to give up racing and start playing baseball. Uh, I like this sit-down job I got now. No running involved, and most of the time you don't get beamed with a ball, and you don't have to worry about nobody throwing broken bats at you or anything like that, so I'll stay with this. But in racing, you got to worry about spinning out and getting in crashes early on. That's what's happened to him here today. Elliott now number of laps off the pace. Well, one lap down right now, running in 42nd, 29 laps in to the Pennsylvania 500. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. 
Front four cars pretty well spread out. Probably the best battle is for the fifth position right now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to hold off Bill Elliott. They're on the long pond stretch headed to turn two. And Elliott just stalking Earnhardt right now. He's been on his back bumper for five or six laps. Has not quite been able to get up on that back bumper and take a peek inside for position. But again, he's only two car lengths behind and just playing me and my shadow with Earnhardt who gets a little bit loose off turn two. Couple of red machines headed into turn number three. It's the red Budweiser Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. The red Dodge of Bill Elliott stalking him as Dave Moody said. He's within a car length off of turn three. Bill Elliott's got a good handling race car out there and a strong race car as he's worked his way up through the field all afternoon, but he's still a long ways from catching the leaders. Now just about half the field from just looking here in the front straightaway and watching him go into the corner as Bill Elliott dives onto pit road will welcome that first round of pit stops and make some adjustments. Bill Elliott is in. He's heading down toward Jim Phillips, pitting all the way down toward the entrance to turn number one. Let's go to Jim. And uh, it's a regular stop, Barney, right on time for him. A little bit sooner than a lot of the other cars. It's lap 33 here on the stop for Elliott. Uh, Bobby Labonte's crew expect him in at about five laps from now. Some of the others in about five laps from now. But uh, Elliott, uh, everything was going all right with him. He was running laps uh, nearly as fast as the leader, Elliott. They wipe off the grill. He's down and away. Great stop, 14.6 on the stop for Bill Elliott. Casey Atwood is on pit road. So is Jeremy Mayfield. Cover their stops. Uh, there was a four-tire change for each of those drivers, Barney. Four tires for Casey Atwood, four tires and fuel for uh, Jeremy Mayfield. They were on their way. Casey Compton also made a stop on lap 33. A few laps earlier on lap 30, Brett Bodine came in and made his stop. I guess Jim Phillips' a plan, starting a little bit uh, early with the stops? Well, I, I think, Joe, that most of the drivers going to stay with that plan of 37 or 38 laps, so just a little bit uh, earlier for Elliott. Maybe he's not getting the fuel mileage that some of these other cars are getting. The fuel mileage will vary today, of course, throughout this race. Terry Labonte peels off. He is on pit road right now, also making a stop. Several other cars coming in for the moment and making stops again down to Gary Montgomery. Well, Robbie Gordon driving in relief for Mike Skinner. The Lowe's car is in for a four-tire change. They're making a chassis adjustment there as well. Unical gasoline going in. Terry Labonte will be a four-tire change there, also in making a chassis adjustment. Uh, Labonte now is on his way, and they're working on the left side of Robbie Gordon's car. But Strickland is in, also the uh, car of... Uh Ron Hornaday, let's go to Jason Toy. Ron Hornaday is in, two right side tires. He'll swing over to the left side, a four-tire stop for Ron Hornaday. Up in front of him, about 20 yards. Hunt Strickland is in with a four-tire stop for his Ford. He's out in the way. Ron Hornaday finishing up service as he pulls down pit road. And one of the cars has been running up in the top five. Todd Bodine will make his stop. This is These are scheduled stops. They're coming under green flag conditions. He is now to Jim Phillips. Well, we've talked about, Marty, for this crew, a little bit of uh, air pressure adjustment on the right side to make the car turn better. Uh, they talked about this early in the race. Uh, that's the plan to work with air pressure. Let's see if they go with the two or four tires or going with four. Most teams will. Here's Tony Stewart right in behind him. The lap count is 35 for these stops. It looks routine for Stewart. He will make an adjustment to try to make his car turn better. Back down to Jason Toy. Kevin Harvick came in, a 16-and-a-half-second pit stop. Four tires and fuel for Kevin Harvick. Slight adjustment for him. He's been quiet pretty much the entire afternoon. Also in, Kevin LePage is in, a chassis adjustment for him. Four tire stops as well as we anticipate the leaders on pit road as Jeff Gordon brings it in. Also, now Ricky Rudd hits the mark the first time as he goes with a four-tire stop. Ricky has had a problem and started to push late in the run form. Four tires and fuel for him. Now down to Jim Phillips. And here is Jeff Gordon, and he's going to have a chassis adjustment on his car. Gordon, of course, uh, a couple of rounds of, of the track bar for Gordon to make his car turn better. 
Doesn't need to turn too much better. Here's Johnny Benson in left side tires going on Gordon's car. He's down on the way, 14.7 on the stop. And he had to swerve out of the way of Sterling Marlin, who's on the pit lane right now. Marlin's getting right side tires. Behind him is Jason Leffler. Again, the lap count is 35. Dale Earnhardt Jr. also in down here, along with Johnny Benson. Jimmy Spencer was in just a moment ago, making a stop. Ward Burton was on pit road. Dave Blaney was in the pits. Michael Waltrip is now making a stop. These are all scheduled stops. They're coming under green. That will hand the lead over to Mark Martin, who is still on the racetrack, waiting for him to show up on pit road here in a minute. So Mark Martin should be coming in shortly to make his stop. It'll uh, cycle back around once everyone else comes in and makes their stops. Uh, we were told around lap 37, lap 38. Looks like just about everybody is doing them a little bit sooner than that. Here comes Bobby Labonte, who did tell us it would be about lap 30. And that's when he'll come in, along with Ken Schrader. Robert Presley is in, Rusty Wallace, and Ricky Craven. Let's go back to Jim Phillips. And here comes Bobby Labonte. The crew is set on the wall, Joe. Lap 37, as you said, is the count. Right side tires, no chassis adjustment. Yes, they are going to make a track bar chassis adjustment for Bobby Labonte. They swing around the left side to change left side tires. Further down the pit lane is Ricky Craven getting service. Left side tires are on. 13. Point eight of the stop for Bobby Labonte. Go back to Jason Toy. Four tires on this end of pit road for Rusty Wallace, pushing very hard in the turns, wanting to go out towards the wall. They made a chassis adjustment there. Robert Presley said his car has been perfect the entire afternoon. Four tires and fuel for him as they both pull off pit road. Mark Martin continues to run on the racetrack. 38 laps is what he's put on the scoreboard, so he's going to stay out there a while yet. I believe Jeff Burton also is yet to make a pit stop. He will be riding in the number two position. Then Matt Kenseth cycles around as running third, then Dale Jarrett fourth, and Kurt Busch fifth. Today's broadcast of the Pennsylvania 500 brought to you by Team Monte Carlo. The cars more champions depend on. Chevy will be there. By McDonald's, we love to see you smile. And by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. And by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. In the middle of green flag pit stops, Jeff Burton stayed out, but now he peels off the banking of turn number three, hits the pit lane, so Burton will give up the lead. It'll cycle around to Dale Jarrett, who also will be due to come in and make a stop in a few moments. We're 41 laps in of the 200 laps that make up today's event. Let's follow the stop for Jeff Burton. Now to Jim Phillips. And Burton comes in. Uh, let's see, right side tires going on. Joe out. He's out the longest of the lead cars. Maybe they might want to play a little fuel mileage game a little bit later on in this race. Could come into play. Uh, they're going to have a chassis adjustment on the right rear of the car. Second can of 76 fuel is going in right now. And left side tires for Jeff Burton. Now, Dale Jarrett will recycle as the leader when he comes back around. He made a pit stop a little bit earlier. He Remember, he came in at lap number four when that first caution flag came out, so he can stay out there a few laps longer if he so desires. So it will be Dale Jarrett running first. Jeff Gordon will move up to second. Ricky Rudd up to third. Todd Bodine back up to fourth. Mark Martin fifth. Bill Elliott will be sixth after this round of pit stops. Earnhardt Jr. would be seventh. Jimmy Spencer eighth. Johnny Benson ninth. And Bobby Labonte, your top ten. Then it will be Elliott Sadler up to 11th, Kevin Harvick 12th, 13th to Ward Burton, 14th to Sterling Marlin, and 15th should be Tony Stewart. 16th now is Ken Schrader, 17th is John Andretti, 18th is Robert Presley, Rusty Wallace is running 19th, Casey Atwood is 20th, Matt Kenseth 21st, Jason Leffler is 22nd, Kurt Busch 23rd, Jeremy Mayfield 24th, and Jerry Nadeau is in the 25th position. Uh, Dale Jarrett makes his stop, gives up the lead, shuffles it over to Jeff Gordon. Let's go get an update on his stop. There's four tires, Joe on gasoline. It was about 14.3 seconds. Very, very quick pit stop. They weren't concerned any longer with the damage to the rear of the car. So uh, he's on his way. 
So everything kind of shapes up uh, exactly like it was. We told you Jarrett came in at lap number four, goes, gives up the lead now when he comes in. So Jeff Gordon goes back to the front of the field. Ricky Rudd will line up right behind him, just like they were running before this round of pit stops. Todd Bodine did gain a spotter, so he is up to third. Mark Martin is now fourth. Then Bill Elliott fifth. Earnhardt Jr. was still sixth. Dale Jarrett will drop off the board. He was running in seventh when he came onto pit road there a moment ago or was leading, but he went dropped back to seventh when the field went by. Jimmy Spencer still up in the top ten along with Johnny Benson and Bobby Labonte. It's going to be interesting to see now after this round of pit stops with the adjustments that were made on some of these cars if it helped them or if it hurt them. Yeah, and of course it's hard to tell because should a caution pop up here at some point in the race, suddenly all this uh, planning and, and, and scheming and figuring for uh, early stops or later stops, it all kind of goes out the window. So now we just kind of sit back and wait and see what happens. So far we've had six lead changes among six drivers. Most of those changes came because of pit stops starting back at lap 36. It was Todd Bodine started on the Bud Pole here this afternoon. Ricky Rudd took over on lap number three at the drop of a caution flag, the first one of the day. Then Jeff Gordon took over on lap number 11. Green flag pit stops began on lap 36. That's when Mark Martin took over the top spot, followed by Jeff Burton's turn up front. Dale Jarrett led for a couple of laps, and now Jeff Gordon takes over the top spot once again. Caution only one time so far today that came out on lap number two, when there was a spin down in turn three involving Elliott Sadler. Other than that, we've been clean and green, and looks like there's only two cars not on the lead lap right now, Stacy Compton and Buckshot Jones. Ricky Rudd is second, but Ricky's almost a full two seconds behind the leader, Jeff Gordon, after that round of pit stops. And the third-place car of Todd Bodine loses a little ground as far as track position out there. He didn't lose any ground as far as being third on the field, but he is almost a full eight seconds behind the leader right now. Here comes Elliott Sadler back in. Uh, he will make his pit stop right now. He's been in and out of the pit several times due to that caution that came out up in turn number three earlier when he spun around up there and brushed the wall just a little bit. 44 laps are complete. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine, Mark Martin, and Bill Elliott at the top five. A lot of good cars back in the field trying to get back up there. Jeff Burton is one of those. Dale Jarrett is another. He resurfaces 20th after his pit stop just a moment ago. Got his work cut out for him, Joe. Got a couple of Fords going at it right now. Barney over in turn number two. Jeff Burton just made a pass underneath Dale Jarrett. Let's pick that one up. Makes the move at the exit of turn number one. Out powers him down the long pond straightaway. But here comes DJ right back to the bottom trying to get it back. And Jarrett will move down to the inside, take the position back, and he has his sights set now on Casey Atwood's a Dodge and a couple of Fords. DJ Jay making up some ground over there as he works his way a little bit closer to the front. Had a pretty good scramble going on between Mark Martin and Todd Bodine. That would have been for third place as they work their way across the line and head back off into turn number one here in just a moment. 45 laps on the scoreboard. If you just joined our broadcast, we've only had one caution this afternoon thus far in the 45 laps. It came out real early in the event when we had the problem up in turn number four at lap number two between Buckshot Jones and Elliott Sadler when both spun up there kind of wondering about uh, Dale Jarrett. Maybe you're joining our broadcast kind of late today and wondering why we haven't talked a whole lot about him today. He started back in the 37th position on a provisional starting spot. And you figure that's kind of costly for a guy who's in a championship point battle like he's in, tied with Jeff Gordon coming into this race. It's the furthest back that DJ has ever started a race here at the Pocono Raceway. Explain what happened in qualifying on Friday. 
Well, we just made a couple of adjustments trying to get our car to go through the center of the corner a little better, and it uh, went through the center better, but got us too loose off and uh, just about spun out in one, and that just ruined the whole lap. I mean, anytime you, you mess up in any corner here, uh, it's going to cost you a lot, and uh, just tried to get the car back around after that, uh, knew that the lap wasn't going to be any good. But, DJ, say if there's any racetrack that you start back in the back at and have a chance to make up, this is probably one of the better ones. Yeah, but, you know, if there's anywhere that I look uh, around at, at tracks that we could afford to start at the back this is one you've got 500 miles so you're in no hurry got plenty of time to get there the pit crew could make up the majority of the, uh, the spots if uh, we needed that but this is a track that if you've got a good race car you can pass on so uh, it's not like I'm gonna just have to sit in line uh, I can get out and and uh, use our horsepower and uh, hopefully use a good handling race car and uh, make that to our advantage today of course he's always strong any racetrack he goes to it already DJ is running in the 19th position Jeff Gordon leads 46 Seven laps in of the 200 that make up the Pennsylvania 500. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you purchase your parts at O'ReillyAuto.com, you can pick it up in store when it's convenient for you. Your parts, tools, or accessories will be waiting at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup. Shop O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Jeff Gordon leads the Pennsylvania 500 over Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, and Todd Bodine. That is the front four, but Todd's got some company now. Bill Elliott has chased him down, and Elliott on the move once again. Here they come off turn three, back to the start-finish line. Elliott in the Dodge, trying to break back into the top five, actually trying to grab their fourth position. He already has the fifth spot. Let's see if he can make the move in turn one. Here they come off the end of the front stretch. You've got Bodine's blue four just ahead of Elliott's Dodge. Now they ride nose to tail all the way around around the bottom of turn one. For the moment, Bodine will hold him off. A good handling forward right down on the bottom of the racetrack with Bill Elliott right in his tire tracks as they hit the long pond straight away and put the horsepower to work. Bodine by about three quarters of a car length over Bill Elliott. And once again, Todd Bodine puts it right down on the white line. The blue light special leads the way off turn number two. Well, Bodine told us at the start of the broadcast that they needed to parlay a good qualifying run into a good finish. He's got his sight sets on it right now, but he's got his hands full as Bill Elliott peeks down to the inside entering turn three. Bodine covers the spot. Bill Elliott works his way off the corner, back into the front straightaway, determined to get back up there and see what he can do with the leader if he can catch him in this car as he works his way up on Todd Bodine, just a couple of car lengths back as they head for turns one and two, or head for actually down for turn one. Here comes Bodine now. He still has fourth, and Todd has to think about lap traffic. He's got the car of Rick Mast directly ahead. He closes up on him with Elliott chasing from behind. Bodine now will pick up the draft off the Rick Mast machine as they hit the long pond straightaway. He'll just draft up on the back bumper of that machine. Is not going to be able to make the pass before they reach the tunnel turn. So Bodine with Bill Elliott right there in the rearview mirror. Takes it through turn two and closes within two car lengths of the lap car of Mast. This time Elliott will peak down to the inside of Todd Bodine decides he's going to fall 
ball in line. Now he'll look down one more time, running a half a groove lower than his Bodine, but Bodine again will cover the spot as they come up on that lap traffic of Rick Mast. Good battle going on for the fourth position. Once again, Bill Elliott trying to get by Todd Bodine. This might be the opportunity. Elliott looks down low as they come to the stripe, but instead decides to fall back in line. And again, the additional factor, that slower car sitting just ahead. Here's Elliott again, breaking to the low side in turn one. This time he's not about to lift, coming into the corner. Elliott drives it deep into turn one, completes the pass. He picks up fourth and drop kicks Todd Bodine back in the fifth. The patience of the veteran, Bill Elliott, waited and waited until he found the perfect opportunity, forced a bit of a slip by Todd Bodine. Now he's got the spot and he's pulling away with it. He immediately jumps out to a six, make it seven car length advantage over Bodine, and now he'll close in on Rick Mast. He will stretch it out. He's within a couple of car lengths of Rick Mast. Bodine has fallen back by at least seven car lengths, headed into turn number three one more time. Mast about half a group higher than is Elliott. Elliott sets up the pass that he hopes to make on the front straightaway. Now, we will tell you that Rick Mast is a lap down, running back in 38th position, but nevertheless, he needs to get around him to continue his momentum and get to the front of the field as he works here in the front straightaway. Pulls up on Rick Mast again. Let's see if he can get underneath Rick as he goes to turn one. That's just what he's going to try to do. Here's Elliott cranking down into the passing lane at the end of the front stretch, and he goes blasting by to the inside of Rick Mast. So now Elliott begins to set his sights on the next slower car. It's Ron Hornaday. Hornaday a lap down as well as Elliott now will pick up some draft off the rear deck of the Conseco Pontiac. Todd Bodine has lost touch with Elliott. He is just a faint memory now as Elliott has broken away and begins to close in on the lapped automobile of Ron Hornaday as they hit the short shoot. And after Elliott can dispose of the Ron Hornaday machine as Hornaday moves down to the inside, lets Elliott sweep around him on the outside. Elliott now has his sights set on Mark Martin. It's Elliott in the lap cars of Hornaday and Rick Mass back to Todd Bodine behind them. Just past the quarterway mark in the Pennsylvania 500, Jeff Gordon is the race leader by three full seconds over Ricky Rudd. He's led two times today for a total of 34 laps. Last took the lead on lap 42. Lap leader of the race is, surprise, Jeff Gordon, who's led 37 laps so far. Six lead changes among six drivers, presently 36 cars on the lead lap. One caution is waived for three laps. It happened on lap two when Elliott Sandler got together with Buckshot Jones up in turn number three. Let's take a look at the Napa leaderboard and give you a full field rundown here at lap 54. It's Jeff Gordon leading Ricky Rudd with Mark Martin in third, Bill Elliott fourth, Todd Bodine fifth, sixth is Jimmy Spencer, seventh is Dale Earnhardt Jr., eighth is Bobby Labonte, ninth is Johnny Benson, and tenth is Ward Burton. Kevin Harvick runs eleventh, twelfth is Sterling Marlin, thirteenth is Tony Stewart, fourteenth is Matt Kenseth, and 15th is Robert Presley. Running 16th is Dale Jarrett. 17th is Jeff Burton. 18th is Ken Schrader. 19th is John Andretti. And in 20th now is Rusty Wallace. 21st is Jerry Nadeau. 22nd, Casey Atwood. 23rd is Kurt Busch. 24th, Steve Park. And Ricky Craven runs 25th. 26th is Terry Labonte, 27th Jeremy Mayfield, 28th is Jason Leffler, 29th is Michael Waltrip, and Joe Nemechek is 30th. 31st is Hunt Strickland, 32nd Kevin LePage, Robbie Gordon's in 33rd with Bobby Hamilton 34th, Mike Wallace 35th, Kyle Petty 36th, Ron Hornaday runs in the 37th position. 38th is Rick Mast, 39th Elliott Sadler, Brett Bodine is 40th, Dave Blaney 41st, Stacy Compton 42nd, and Buckshot Jones is 43rd. Napa Auto Parts, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. 
Jeff Gordon continuing to set a blistering pace here at the Pocono Raceway this afternoon. Gordon ahead of Ricky Rudd by three and two-tenths seconds, so Ricky's got a long ways to go just to get back up there and close up the gap. Back to field strung out pretty good right now. One of the strong cars continues to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. Been watching him get around the racetrack. He seems to get stronger on the, the longer he stays out there. And Joe Bobby Labonte is another you talked about a little bit earlier. Bobby was coming to the front in a hurry. And then he's settled down now after this round of pit stops back there in eighth position. But he, too, has a, a very good race car. Yeah, the body's been chopping his way through the field here in the early stages of the event. But right now, kind of settles in. And this is the stage of the race, past the quarterway mark in the event, when you would kind of settle down. First round of pit stops are over. And so now you just kind of log some laps for a while and see how the race plays out. Jeff Gordon out in front of Ricky Rudd. Mark Martin third. Bill Elliott fourth. And Todd Bodine now runs in the fifth position. We've got 68 laps to go in the Pennsylvania 500 this afternoon, a race that's been dominated by Jeff Gordon. He right now has a 4.7-second lead over Ricky Rudd. So far, Jeff Gordon has led four times for a total of 102 laps. He last took the lead on lap 112. He's the leader for the race, who has led 102 laps so far. 12 lead changes among nine drivers with 28 cars now running on the lead lap. We've had two cautions for seven laps. At the conclusion of today's race, Gatorade presents the Gatorade Front Runner Award of $10,000 to the eligible driver who leads the most laps in the event. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Here's Gordon peeling off the racetrack, coming in to make his stop at lap 135, actually 133. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Gordon comes in, gets service on the DuPont Chevrolet. Let's check in. Okay, Joe. Uh, he come in uh, a little bit earlier than the last stop. He didn't like this set of tires. They're making adjustment on them. But Gordon's getting the left side tires on right now. Second can of 76 fuel is in. He is down, and he is away. Jeff Gordon uh, might have caught the crew a little bit off guard there. He was in at lap 105 a little bit earlier. He is in now at lap 133, so they get him down and away and send him back onto the speedway. Here comes Johnny Benson in, and we may see some of the drivers pitting a little bit early uh, in this final round of pit stops. There will be one more stop. There's no way they can go the distance without making another stop here this afternoon. Ricky Rudd now has grabbed the lead. Jeff Gordon dived onto pit road. That'll move him out of the top five. Dale Earnhardt Jr. moves up to second. Ward Burton to third. Now up to fourth will be Bobby Labonte and Bill Elliott up to six. Elliott's another car that's uh, gotten stronger as the day goes on. Nothing spectacular, but he's just been rock solid all day as far as picking off spots and staying up in that top five. Well, you know, Bill over the years has learned that game of uh, hide and seek in these races where he'll lay back. You don't hear a lot from him. And then if he has the car that can do the job, he'll pop up in the last 30 or 40 laps and try to make his way to the front of the field. Field. He's been in the top 10 practically all day. We've seen some great power moves he's made getting by guys like Mark Martin and Bobby Labonte and Ward Burden. So don't count him out. He's up to the fifth position here. Depending on how these uh, stops will fall, if there's any more cautions in the final 66 laps in this race, Bill could yet be a contender in this race. But right now it's Ricky Rudd, and we'll wait to see what his team decides to do for their final stop here today in the Pennsylvania 500. Jeff Gordon, after that pit stop, drops all the way back to 19th position, but he's He's about to pick up some spots already as he heads up to the tunnel turn over in turn two. Down on the uh, bottom of the racetrack, 
right down on the bottom where he has been just about all day. Leader Jeff Gordon puts a lap on Jeremy Mayfield, a lap on Casey Atwood as he heads for three. With fresh tires on, he chases down the Kevin Harvick machine. Harvick started up in six. He's fallen back a little bit. But Gordon now on the move one more time. Here's Bobby Hamilton coming in to make a stop at lap 135. He was not on the lead lap. And say a word about Kevin Harvick coming off a third-place run yesterday at Pikes Peak, Colorado. Took the red eye, I guess you'd say. Actually, it was the Richard Childress Racing uh, plane of the jet that uh, got him back here in time to get some rest last night. He's been doing this all year, back and forth, running the Bush Series and the Winston Cup Series, and miraculously having a lot of success on both. Two wins in the Winston Cup Series, three wins in the Bush Series. He leads the championship points over there, leads the rookie standings over here. And I discovered something, Barney. The other day I walked up in the truck, and we were talking about uh, the race this weekend, and he was taking, he's taking some vitamins and some herbs and things. And I said, where did you get onto this deal? <laughs> Just uh, uh, in the last year, Delana's, Delana's dad is, he fought off cancer with a lot of, a lot of herbs and a lot of natural medicines. And so I got, he got me kind of interested in it and then uh, started using it and he got me on all the pills that I needed to take. And, I feel a lot better, so uh, I just kept taking them, and I think uh, I think that's helped me out a lot. He had a bag of about 25 pills. He had vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin F, vitamin R, G. I don't know what all he had Did there. Did you get us any? <laughs> I tried to land some. I said we could use them in some of these long races, but it seems to be working for him. And, you know, if you just look at what he's accomplished this year in both series, he's come on as the man. He's been in the spotlight throughout the year, took over in a very tough situation, and Richard Childress was talking about how he first discovered Kevin Harvick. Well, I had a friend in California who is uh, on the Winston West team and and cooks for us at the racetracks he said you got to look at this kid you got to watch this kid and this was several years ago and then I watched him and he won the Winston West championship and seen him run Tucson and some different racetracks and I seen you know and then I watched him close in the truck and you know he didn't have the success in the truck that that I think that he wanted to have but he had all the abilities it took to to what I was looking for, what I look for in a driver. He certainly is showing that now as he does great, a great job. And, Barney, I don't think you can say he's a future superstar of the sport. Kevin Harvick's a superstar already. Yeah, he jumped in here right away and got everybody's attention. Uh, it is amazing what he's done, running both the Bush, the full schedule on the Bush circuit and the Winston Cup and some of the commutes he's had to make when the the uh, Bush cars run in a different locale than the Cup cars do. That's beginning to wear on him a little bit. We'll see how he fares as the season continues to close down. Ricky Rudd at 138 laps is the leader here at Pocono. Earnhardt Jr. rides about four and a half seconds behind him in the number two position. Ward Burton, very strong day here for Ward. He's just a little better than five seconds behind the leader, Ricky Rudd. He is third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. And Bill Elliott, a strong fifth. Mark Martin is sixth. Tony Stewart having a good day. Although we haven't talked that much about Tony, he's been able to stay up in the top ten here for the last couple of hours. Dale Jarrett's back up to eighth. Jeff Burton is ninth. And Rusty Wallace is tenth. And I'm looking to see where Jeff Gordon has worked his way back to. He's up to, what, 16th? Yeah, he's picked up uh, to the 16th position. And, of course, everybody ahead of him will have to come in and make their stops as well. Here's a couple of guys not on the lead lap making stops. Jerry Nadeau, who's been plagued with problems all day long, having to push his car from his stop on pit lane. Also, Terry Labonte was in. Let's check in with Gary Montgomery. Well, as you indicated, the teammates came in together, and they did not go out together. As Terry Labonte was down laps, and the result that running out of fuel earlier is away. But it took Nadeau forever to get going. They pushed his car. It's moving, appears to me, slowly. Maybe Jim Phyllis can give us an update as he passes by him. 
Now, Joe Nemechek, who we said a moment ago, did go a lap down when the leader got around him. Joe is shown in 27th position. He is in making a pit stop down toward Jim Phillips. Yes, he has Barney right side tires going on. First get of 76 fuel is in his Chevrolet. Now they swing around the left side. Major chassis adjustment on the right side of his chassis. Now they come around the left side to change the left side tires. Well, he'll be down and away back onto the speedway at lap 139. Joe, you were talking about Kevin Harvick a moment ago. He is one of the Ray Bestest rookie contenders for honors to be rookie of the year. All the rookies this year that are in the Ray Bestest program really doing very well. Kevin Harvick already has two wins, which uh, is not really strange for a rookie, to, not in these times. A couple of guys who came in over the last couple of years and have won races in their rookie year. Kurt Busch has already had four top tens. Casey Atwood has run good, but he's still looking for his first top ten. Ron Hornaday, one of those rookies. And Jason Leffler, they've all done well this season. Yeah, we have uh, four rookies still on the lead lap here today in the top 25. So you got Kurt Busch running in the 12th position right now. Further down the list, Casey Atwood. He's shown an eight Kevin Harvick is in the 19th spot, and Jason Leffer now runs 23rd. Green flag pit stops underway with 60 laps to go. Ricky Rudd in charge in the Pennsylvania 500. Caution flag is waving for the third time this afternoon. Kyle Petty lost power as he crossed the start-finish line, limped around the racetrack, finally stalled over off the short chute, and therefore the caution flag comes out here at lap 143. And, Barney, this kind of shakes things up. Some of the guys had made their stops. Some had not as of yet. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the picture for a lot of drivers that have already made their pit stop. And this is a racetrack. The reason most of the tracks, if you run out of gas or lose an engine or whatever, you're carrying such a head of steam you can always coast back around and still get into the pits. Pocono is basically flat all the way around, not that much in a two and a half mile racetrack. If you have problems here in the front straightaway, you're not going to make it back, and that's the case with Kyle. Here comes all the front runners on the pit road that didn't stop. Ricky Rudd is in, Earnhardt Jr. is in, Bobby Labonte is on pit road, Mark Martin is on pit road, Jason Toy. Ricky Rudd brings it in, four tires. They were going to come in earlier on, but then they saw Kyle Petty slowing down. Mike Maswain says, stay out there, stay out there. We'll try to make up some position here. As they come in on the left side now with a four-tire stop for him, no chassis adjustment. They clean off the windshield. Rusty Wallace in front of him. Mark Martin is also in on this end of pit road as Ricky Rudd pulls away in 17.2 seconds. Now down to Jim Phillips. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in along with Tony Stewart. Bobby Labonte is in. Sterling Marlins is in his pit stall getting service. Further about the pit lane, you've got uh, Jeff Burton back in. A little bit of surprise there. Jason Leffler's in behind Sterling Marlin. Now let's go down to Gary Montgomery. Down here it was Ward Burton in for a four-tire change in gasoline. They made no chassis adjustments. No surprise there. Dale Jarrett was in for a four-tire change and filled up a gasoline as well. He was running seventh. No chassis adjustments there. Also in was Steve Park. And on pit, remaining on pit road is Rick Mass. The hood is up on the number 27 Pontiac. Looked like Ricky Rudd's team might have got him off pit road first. We'll see how this all cycles out when they come back around. Been a very interesting race today. 13 lead changes among nine drivers so far. Caution flags have waved three times throughout the course of the event. As it stands right now, Ricky Rudd will regain the lead, actually hang on to it, never lost it because uh, beat everybody off the pit lane here with 56 laps to go. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a Winston Cup or Bush Series race, stop by the familiar MBNA green booth and mention MRN for a second Second free gift just for applying. Kyle Petty stalling on the backstretch over there just a moment ago, bringing out the third caution flag of the afternoon. And let's see if Dave Moody, have they picked him up with a record yet? They have, Barney, and they're getting him the, the push back toward the uh, pit area. Remains to be seen what the problem is on that Dodge, but he is on his way back to the garage. 
couple well, of cars. Well, the problem is he is out of gas and is sitting here on pit road right now. They've uh, shot ether in it, uh, trying to turn the car over. It'll, it'll fire, but it won't stay running. Uh, they're all just standing around now. No more ether. And Kyle Petty sits uh, helpless here on pit road. There you hear the engine roaring. And it was simply out of gasoline. He's on his way. So Kyle will be able to continue. But uh, the stop over there and the field going under caution is going to cost him some finishing positions, but he is down and away and will go back onto the racetrack at lap 144. Next week, MRN Radio heads out to Indianapolis for the Power Stroke 200 by Ford for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Kroger 200 for the NASCAR Bush Series, also at IRP. That's Friday and Saturday nights, respectively. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series next week at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the Brickyard 400. The following week, we'll follow the NASCAR Winston Cup Series to Watkins Glen International, for the Global Crossing at the Glen. That is on Sunday, August the 12th. The week after that, Michigan International Speedway hosts both the NASCAR Bush Series and the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. It's the NapaOnline.com 250 for the Bush Series cars and the Pepsi 400 presented by Major on Sunday, August the 19th. Then it's off to the Nazareth Speedway for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Chevy Silverado 200. That is August the 26th. Then Darlington Raceway. Once again, we go down for the Mountain Dew Southern 5 500 on September the 2nd. We'll begin our qualifying activities there on uh, August the 31st. But poll updates start at 3 Eastern time that Friday afternoon. The NASCAR Bush Series and the Darlington 200 on September the 1st. Then the Mountain Dew Southern 500 on Sunday afternoon, September the 2nd. Then it's off to Richmond International Raceway racing under the lights. The Chevrolet Monte Carlo 400 on September the 8th. Also that weekend, the NASCAR Bush Series and the Autolite Fram 250 at Richmond. That is September the 7th. These ticket offices are open. Hope you can stop by and join us for some upcoming NASCAR racing. If not, we'll have it for you right here on MRN. The way they're running after this round of pit stops a moment ago, Jeff Gordon is now the leader. Bill Elliott shows in second. Ricky Rudd is third. Tony Stewart will be fourth. And Ward Burton is fifth. Then Bobby Labonte sixth. Rusty Wallace seventh. Earnhardt Jr. eighth. Mark Martin ninth. And Dale Jarrett make up the top ten. And Jim Phillips, uh, it's very obvious they will probably have to make one more round of pit stops. Everybody will have to make one more. Barney, I think that's the reason Gordon made it so made it earlier, but uh, he's going to be handicapped by about 11 laps uh, on his tires. Uh, let's uh, talk to Tony Urey here, but Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s crew chief, and ask him about his machine right now. Tony, get down to crunch time here. How's that Chevrolet? Well, right now it's been pretty good. Uh, we was a little loose when we started the race. We got a little too tight, so we backed off of it a little bit that last time. Didn't quite get it enough, so we gave it a little bit more this time. Uh, we got beat off pit road there a little bit. We, uh, working on our fuel mileage, trying to get her a little better. And now we got it where it won't take off off pit road, but uh, hopefully we'll get it back. Uh, G, uh, uh, hopefully <laughs> that 24 won't be as strong as runs he's been because he's been tough all day long. That 28 ain't far off of him either, so uh, hopefully we can get that bow out of Chevrolet up there and make a run for it. All right, that's Tony Urey, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt Jr. They want to make a run for it. They're now shown in the eighth position as the field gets the one-lap to uh, one lap to go signal before we get back onto the green flag. Today's broadcast of the Pennsylvania 500 is brought to you by Husqvarna. Tough name, tough equipment. For the dealer nearest you, call 1-800-HUSKY-62. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, it's in NASCAR, is it in you? By Pfizer, where life is our life's work. And by Circuit City, we know how you feel, that's why we're here. Circuit City, we're with you.
We're back under green. Going to get kind of wild at the front of the field. There are four cars that are on the tail end of the lead lap just ahead of Jeff Gordon as they exit the tunnel turn and head up to three. And Gordon is mired back in traffic behind a ton of those lap cars. Here comes the field. Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Spencer, Kevin Harvick, some guys that are on the tail end of the lead lap. Harvick Gordon now has a challenge to the outside from Bill Elliott for the lead. Bill Elliott goes to the outside of Jeff Gordon. Got him pinched behind some traffic. Let's see what happens at the line. It's Bill Elliott taking over the top spot, but Gordon is still there battling on the inside with traffic in front of him. Here's Gordon now going to try to find more room down low if he can find it. May start a run back up alongside Elliott. That's just what's going to happen. Now the lead battle is side by side all the way through turn one. Jeff Gordon on the inside. Bill Elliott on the outside. Chevrolet and Dodge. And the advantage goes to Gordon as he's got more racing room down low. He puts it to the inside line. Gordon forced uh, down low. Now Elliott will have to drop in behind him as they move underneath the slower car of Stacey Compton. Right behind them is Ricky Rudd. There's about 15 cars ahead of him, but this is a battle for the lead. Midway back in the pack, it's Jeff Gordon, then Bill Elliott. Here comes Ricky Rudd. He's right on the tailgate of Bill Elliott. Bobby Labonte's in a side-by-side battle behind Labonte. Ricky Rudd doesn't want to get shaken out of that chance to win here this afternoon, so he stays with the front two as they come down to the line and cross the stripe and put 149 laps on the scoreboard. Jeff Gordon, Bill Elliott, and Ricky Rudd. Oh, we got trouble in the front straightaway, Barney. Several cars involved. Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, also Kevin LePage involved. Here's Todd Bodine, who's come back out of the garage, picking his way through the the uh, crash scene and Kyle Petty gets by. Good bit of damage on the Caterpillar Dodge of Ward Burton. Rick Mass is able to get by. A lot of damage on Kevin LePage's car. The back end all crashed in on that machine and now Jeff Burton able to refire his car. He's going to take it to the head end of pit road and turn in to try to get some damage repaired there. But the caution flag is out for the fourth time this afternoon. Looks like about a three or four car pile up as they came off turn three and headed to the start finish line. Winston Kelly, do you have an eye on that? Well, it looks like when they came off of turn number three, Barney, the first one that I saw break loose was the Ward Burton machine. Not sure if he got a tap. And then it would just all kind of broke loose as they headed down the front straightaway. So Ward Burton, the first one we saw that broke loose, and then it was just a melee from there. And another one that got a big hit of that, guys, was Dale Jarrett, one of the championship contenders, as he came by me here on the pit lane, had a lot of damage to the front end of his Ford. And it could be big news for for every, the guys running for the Winston Cup Championship, Dale Jarrett with some damage to his car. We'll follow up on that in just a moment. We're under caution at lap 150. About Let's go back to pit road. About five cars uh, were able to get back on the tail end of the lead lap because of that, Barney. They raced uh, Bill Elliott back to the line. Jeff Gordon took over the lead during that lap, so he's back out in front now, giving us uh, 16 lead changes so far. But there was five or six guys on the tail end of the lead lap racing, trying to stay out in front of the race leaders. That was the opportunity they were waiting for, a caution flag. Those guys come back around and get uh, onto the tail end of the lead lap. Well, guys, the uh, Dale Jarrett car is headed my way now. The crash wagon has just made its way back to the garage area. A lot of front end damage on Dale Jarrett's car. He's going to make a, well, I don't think he's going to stop Iron Pit Road here at all. Well, yeah, he is. But uh, the crash wagon is on its way back, and Jarrett has now refired the car. He's on his way there. It'll be a long time in repairing it, but it is definitely repairable. All four wheels are still intact. 
and it appears they'll radiate damage as well. Yeah, crew member came over the wall just to take a look at the sheet metal damage, and I'm sure he's already radioed the garage as to what the damage is, or at least what he can assess and say, this is what we need to fix that we can visibly see right now. We'll keep you updated as to how long Dale stays back there and what they have to do to the car. We are under caution at lap 150. Again, it involved Jeff Burton, Kevin LePage, Ward Burton was involved in it, and Dale Jarrett off turn number three here at Pocono. Jeff Burton took his car back to the garage. He's already back there. We'll get the update on him in just a few moments and also get the word on Dale Jarrett's problem as well. Boy, very, very costly for Dale Jarrett. Tied for the points lead. This is going to be a big swing in favor of, of course, Jeff Gordon and for Ricky Rudd, who are still contenders for the win here today. And how about Bill Elliott? When he took the lead, this whole grandstand came to their feet. You could hear him screaming over the engine noise as they saw awesome Bill go back out in front of a NASCAR Winston Cup race. He's been strong all day, and he's going to be a contender for this thing, too, now running in the second spot. Well, the question may be answered uh, here this afternoon, possibly could, as strong as Bill Elliott has been all day long, as to when will Dodge win a race. It could come here today. Might happen. Hey, meanwhile, the chase for the 2001 NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship is underway at nearly 100 local hometown racetracks in 36 states. Drivers in 10 regions around the country are competing for the coveted NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship with more than a million dollars in point fund awards on the line. To see some of the nation's most exciting weekly short track racing, contact NASCAR Public Relations in Daytona Beach, Florida, or visit NASCAR.com or America Online, keyword NASCAR. NASCAR. Got a host of cars on pit road. Kurt Busch is in. Jason Leffler is pitting his car. Matt Kent is in the pits. So is Jimmy Spencer, Johnny Benson, Kevin Harvick on pit road. I believe Casey Atwood is making a stop right now along with John Andretti and also Jeremy Mayfield. Just some of the cars that pitted. Let's go down to Gary Montgomery. Well, it was uh, pretty much routine, believe it or not, Barney, at this point. Uh, Casey Atwood's, or excuse me, that's Elliot Sadler's car remains on pit road. The trunk is up on that. They're looking to damage in the rear of the car. And for some reason or other, Stacey Compton's car is stopped on the racetrack at the start-finish line. He's just sitting there waiting for somebody or something. We'll give you an update uh, shortly. Case, uh, case, uh, Stacy Compton, rather, sitting at the start-finish line waiting for the field to come back around so he can get uh, lined up in his proper order. Jeff Gordon, though, still stays out in front under this caution flag with Bill Elliott sitting behind him. you got Ricky Rudd third, fourth Bobby Labonte, and fifth is Tony Stewart. We have 49 laps to go, maybe a couple of laps here before we get the green flag and get the Pennsylvania 500 back underway. Caution flag is out here at lap 152 because of a three-car incident coming off turn number three down to the start-finish line. The machines of Jeff Burton, Ward Burton, and Kevin LePage most seriously damaged. Also, Dale Jarrett is back in the garage. We'll get a word on those situations in a moment. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Pocono Raceway with uh, the caution flag displayed and a good bit of cleanup will have to take place before we can get back onto the green flag. Some contenders for the win today caught up in this crash here at lap 149. Dale Jarrett, a contender for the championship, is in the garage. Ward Burton being taken back there. His brother Jeff Burton is back there. And Kevin LePage also back in the Winston Cup garage. Let's check in with Gary Montgomery. Well, I'm alongside Dale Jarrett who sits inside a uh, UPS car. Dale, from your perspective, what happened? Uh, I can't tell you what happened. Somebody got uh, sideways up in front of me and uh, just couldn't get stopped. It just happened quick. So, uh, yeah, just one of those things. 
I can tell you guys that the crew is all over the car, and as I reported earlier, all four wheels are still on the car. They have replaced the radiator. They're replacing some hoses as well. A lot of UPS shirts uh, swarming all over this car, trying to get their driver back into the championship hunt here at Pocono. Just kind of having the benefit of a replay of a TV monitor here in our booth, it looked like, not really uh, kind of difficult to tell, but it almost looked like that Stacy Compton might have checked up for whatever reason up there, and he got bumped, and Ward Burton also checked up to keep from bumping him, and then Jeff Burton tapped his brother Ward a little bit, and that kind of started things, uh, a chain reaction up in front of Winston Kelly. And what happens a lot of times, uh, and which was the case there too, when one car gets sideways, suddenly the smoke blows up in the air from the tires against the uh, the asphalt surface, and suddenly there's a wall. You can't see anything, and the car's coming in after that. That's all they saw was smoke, and all you can do is close your eyes and hope you go the right way, and obviously Kevin LePage and uh, Dale Jarrett did not. They got caught up and wound up back in the NASCAR Winston Cup garage. So some contenders for the win, and at least one contender for the championship falls out early here this afternoon in the Pennsylvania 500. But uh, basically, Barney, the players that have been up there all day are still up there. Jeff Gordon, Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, Bobby Labonte, and Tony Stewart, that is the top five. Let's hear from Bill Elliott's pit. I don't think we've talked to those guys all day, and they've been very strong throughout the course of this event. Jim Phillips? Well, let's ask Mike Ford, the crew chief for Bill Elliott. The question is, Mike, you've got him up there. Can you keep him up there? Well, I hope so. We played a little pit strategy. We saw the 45 come by, looked like he was out of fuel there, decided to pit early there. Uh, you know, if you're within a certain certain distance from the leader, you don't lose a lap pitting here. So we gambled a little bit, got some track position. We'll see if we can hold it from here. Now, this fuel mileage, if we keep staying, uh, staying under caution here, you'll have to make one more stop, right? Yeah, we sure will. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a strategy right now. If this caution stays, stays out for a little bit longer, some of these guys will probably hit pit road and gamble a little bit, and we're just going to have to keep our eye on that. That's Mike Ford, crew chief for Bill Elliott. Most of the teams have been coming in anywhere from 33 to about 35, maybe 36 laps. So we kind of see how this window plays out as far as fuel mileage. I believe a moment ago, Kurt Becker, you said that uh, Ward Burton's car came to rest, ended up down in front of you toward turn one. He came down this end of the racetrack, then uh, continued on the way. Now the car of Kevin LePage had come to a rest. We did see Kevin crawl from his car under his own power. But then the Ward Burton car continued down in front of Dave Moody. Indeed, and uh, he was trying to limp it back home. And then the left front tire let go about half way through uh, between turns one and two and really just tore that car all to pieces. Uh, the flapping rubber tore up the left side fender, a good deal of the inner fender well, the hood, uh, a lot of debris on the back straightaway still being cleaned up and they ended up having to put the Caterpillar Dodge up on the wrecker to get him back to pit road. The guys I have just uh, caught up with, Ward, who uh, asked me who hit me, I can't tell him, uh, but perhaps he can tell us what happened from his perspective. Ward, what happened? I lap car 92 was uh, in the high groove and uh, ran up on him, had to slow down. And uh, my brother was right behind me and uh, we got together. But, you know, obviously it's nothing intentional on Jeff's side. And Jeff's side is just uh, one of those things of racing. But uh, Cat Team had done a great job. It's a shame we uh, got caught up. We can't have any damn luck at Pocono. One day we will. No damn luck, is, is, uh, I guess, sums it all up. He did have an outstanding run going, coming from the 34th starting position up to his highest third. That's what we talked about a little bit earlier this afternoon, that they have had so many things happen to them that's really not supposed to happen to Ward Burton's team that have kept him from having either a win or at least a, a top-five finish almost every week. With just a little bit of good luck, they could have had a win throughout the course of this year. Uh, the team owner, Bill Davis, spent some time in the hospital, was away from the racetrack and away from the business. Uh, his wife, uh, Gail Davis, was uh, in 
injured in a motorcycle crash last week, as a matter of fact. And I think she's uh, doing okay now, and our, our best wishes go out to Gail here today. And uh, unfortunately, uh, your car's not doing too well. It's back in the Winston Cup garage. Hope to hear from Jeff Burton back in the garage as well in just a few moments. He was another one of the cars caught up in that crash, as you heard from Ward. He's out of the race here as well with uh, 46 laps to go in the Pennsylvania 500. Joe, I have caught up with uh, Ward, or, yeah, Jeff Burton, Ward's brother. Uh, you guys had a little conversation a few minutes ago. You want to tell us what you had to say? Well, I just went over to tell him I was sorry. Uh, he knows I didn't mean to get into him. Uh, I talked to Jarrett, too. That we, the outside line got checked up coming off of four. Oh, I'm sorry, off of three. Uh, the 92 got really loose, and he, and he stopped. Uh, Ward got slowed down, and I didn't get slowed down. Um, I saw it. I just didn't get slowed down quick enough, and then I spun Ward. And uh, I was going through it, and then somebody ran in the back of us. And it just, I don't know, that's racing, I guess. I hated it happening. Uh, we had a pretty decent car. We were getting better as the day went on. We certainly had a top 10 car. And uh, I know it hurts Jared in the points. Ward had a chance to win. We had a good, a good top 10 going and uh, hurt us and a lot of other people. I hate that for everybody. That's Jeff Burton. He's out of it along with his brother. Very, All of a sudden, very busy here in the garage area at Pocono. And just one of those things that uh, will happen from time to time. Somebody checks up. There's a chain reaction, and this time it involved four cars. One more lap. We'll go back to green. There are 24 cars on the lead lap. Field goes back to green in lap 156. Jeff Gordon takes him down to turn one. Here comes Gordon. Nothing but open racetrack ahead of him, but he looks behind, and here comes Bill Elliott. Elliott swings it out wide, trying to track in the race leader. Gordon breaks clear of the inside line lap traffic. Bill Elliott right behind him as they hit the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd a little bit slower on the uptake. He's got three, maybe four car lengths to make up. Right behind him, Bobby Labonte, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Tony Stewart. Gordon leads the draft at the exit of turn number two with Elliott, a car length back in second. Thundering down the short chute, it's Gordon by a car length over Bill Elliott, about six back to the battle between Ricky Rudd and Bobby Labonte. Labonte looks to the inside of Rudd, decides he'll fall in single file off a of turn three. Squeezing right down to the bottom line, fanning out against the outside retaining wall. Here they come, charging back to the start-finish line. Two car lengths between Jeff Gordon and Bill Elliott. Five car lengths back to the battle. Here, turn number three, trouble. Dale Jarrett just slapped the outer retaining wall. The right front tire is bowed out. Jarrett hits the outer retaining wall and then comes down across the grassy area to the runoff road. No. Caution flag is displayed. The field works off turn one. Jeff Gordon, Bill Elliott try to break away from the field. They put some distance between themselves and the third place automobile of Ricky Rudd. Everybody keeping it nose to tail. First car jumping out of line is Tony Stewart. Stewart diving down to the inside of Joe Nemechek as the leaders funnel off turn two. And Dale Jarrett had just come back out of the garage, was going to make a few laps and get as many Winston Cup points as he could. He smacked the wall up in turn number three and caution is on the speedway, apparently from some debris that came off Dale Jarrett's car as the field races through turn three and heads back down to the start finish line. They will see the caution flag at lap 158 as Jeff Gordon brings them down. First, they thought that uh, Dale Jarrett could make it back to pit road, which he did. Unfortunately, in the process, he left pieces of his uh, UPS Ford scattered all along the racetrack from turn three to the entrance of pit road. So NASCAR spotters saw the debris being uh, shed there on the racing surface, put the caution flag out here at lap 158. And DJ now tries to make it back to the garage. Don't quite make it. Uh, the car stalls at the entrance to the garage area. Here's Hutt Strickland also coming down to make a stop, but the caution flag comes out once again and uh, they were just getting going good. That was uh, about to be a good battle up front as uh, Bill Elliott was right behind Jeff Gordon on the restart. 
A moment ago, Kevin LePage was involved in an accident off turn number three. Let's see if we can get a word from him. Well, Kevin's just jumped back out of the hauler. Heavy front end damage and rear end damage loaded up on the uh, the lift gate back here. Kevin, what would you see out there? Well, I guess uh, what happened, uh, the two Broughton brothers got together there out of turn four or turns three over here, and I was just out there riding along trying to get some positions with the Kodak Chevrolet. Next thing you know, I got run over from the back and uh, turned around into the wall and uh, just ended our day. Just hated it. We were... We weren't a great great car, but we we're going to be about a 20th to 22nd place car, and um, our day's cut short. We'll just get, get them at Indy. As we said, heavy front end and rear end damage. The day is done, though, for the Morgan McClure race team. So Jeff Burton is in the garage, Kevin LePage's car in the garage, and now G uh, Dale Jarrett's car is sitting just behind the pit wall at the entrance in the garage. They're taking a look at it to see if they might be able to send him back onto the racetrack and at least make another lap or two. 158 laps are complete. That gives us 42 to go here at Pocono this afternoon in a race that has had a little bit of everything. It's been a very uh, interesting race uh, throughout the course of the event. Uh, had a lot of lead changes. Of course, most of those came uh, during uh, green flag pit stops. Let's see, we had like seven or eight uh, lead changes in the first uh, series of green flag pit stops and about uh, eight or nine in the second series of uh, those stops. Otherwise, uh, it's been pretty much Jeff Gordon all day. He's led more laps than anybody else has and right now leads the field onto the pit road. This should be the final set of pit stops for the running of today's race if we stay under the green flag. And Jeff Gordon leads the parade down the pit road. We go there. Down the pit lane. Brought to you by McDonald's drive through Here's Jim Phillips. Here comes Jeff Gordon. The most important thing this time, Joe, is going to be fuel. But he's going to get right side tires. First get of 76 fuel is in. Elliott, no tires, just fuel. Labonte, no tires, just fuel. The same for Sterling Marlin. The same for Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Gordon opts for tires. Dallas good out of Jason Toy. Ricky Rudd brings it in, and they pull back out on pit road as well. Now down to Gary Montgomery. Well, Ricky Rudd is just gasoline along with Mark Martin as well as we have a shuffle here on pit road, but everybody's on their way now. The race off pit road, I believe, is going to be won by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Let's go down to turn one and make sure that I'm correct on that, Kurt. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is up at the front of the line, and behind him then you've got the car of Bill Elliott, Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd, and Bobby Labonte. Going to be a real restart here in just a moment. And the key is going to be, can they make it on fuel? 159 laps when they made these pit stops. That's going to give us 40 to go, and that would be a little bit longer than anybody's run today. That'll be close. We'll follow up and uh, see what some of the teams are saying about their chances to make it all, all the way. I imagine they're doing some figuring right now. MRN Radio brings you complete coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, but we don't stop there. We follow the series almost every week. Why not take time right now and call or write the radio station you're listening to and thank them for airing MRN radio broadcast because listener response is the only way a radio station can determine what programs to broadcast. To let you know what station you're listening to now, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Pocono Raceway this afternoon with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Leading the way under the caution flag. It's Johnny Benson in second, Tony Stewart in third, Bobby Labonte fourth. Bill Elliott is in fifth. Ricky Rudd is sixth. Seventh is Rusty Wallace. Eighth is Mark Martin. Ninth is Robert Presley. And tenth is Dave Blaney. A lot of drivers say that racing here at Pocono helps them at Indianapolis. And they say that testing at Indianapolis helps them race here at Pocono. I guess the major similarities, Barney, the fact that both racetracks are pretty much flat as far as the corners are concerned, and there's differences at each end of the racetrack. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, trade-offs. When you test in Indy, you learn stuff that will help you here at Pocono and vice versa. I've heard the same thing from a lot of drivers. There, is a lot of there are a lot of similarities at the two tracks. 
course, next week the NASCAR Winston Cup Series moves on to Indianapolis to run the Brickyard 400. Big event for the first time. It's going to be run on Sunday afternoon. MRN Radio will also be in town to bring you live coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the NASCAR Bush Series at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Our coverage starts on Friday evening at 7.30 Eastern Time for the Power Stroke 200 by Ford for the trucks. And then on Saturday evening at 7.30 Eastern Time, the Kroger 200 for the NASCAR Bush Series machines. That's next Friday and Saturday evening. From there, after the Winston Cup cars run the Brickyard 400 on Sunday, we move on to Watkins Glen International for the Global Crossing at the Glen, then to Michigan International Speedway for the Pepsi 400 presented by Mayer, then to Nazareth Speedway on Sunday, August the 26th, the Chevy Silverado 200 for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and back to Old Darlington Raceway for the Mountain Dew Southern 500 on September the 2nd. These ticket offices are open. I guarantee you'll see some great racing if you can join us. If not, we'll bring it to you right here on MRN Radio. The field just gave an indication they'll take the green next time by. And Jim Phillips, have you had a chance to talk with anybody down there that's running up in uh, on the lead lap in your area that uh, has any concern or any doubt that they will be kind of risking running out of fuel before this one's over? Well, I think uh, all the crew chiefs uh, with these cautions, Marty, it took, uh, took all that equation out. And nobody down here seems concerned that uh, they would run out of fuel. I know that Gordon's team did the extra precaution of uh, – coming back in and they're the only team that did that so we'll see how it plays out. Saw a few drivers uh, who were running a little further back in the pack did duck, duck onto pit road just a moment ago, a lap ago, a lap ago to uh, take on a splash of fuel. Jimmy Spencer was one of those. Ricky Craven, I believe uh, Kenny Schrader came in along with Casey Atwood and Jason Leffler and Michael Waltrip, some of the drivers who uh, just took on a precautionary splash of fuel to make sure they get home. Yeah, those guys were near the tail end of the lead lap, so had uh, not a whole lot to lose and a whole lot to gain by coming in and getting a splash of fuel that could take them the rest of the way. Well, getting ready to go back under the green flag. It'll be 27 laps to go. Let's give you a look at the Napa leaderboard now showing 23 cars on the lead lap. Dale Hart Jr up front, Johnny Benson in second, Tony Stewart third, Bobby Labonte fourth, and Bill Elliott in fifth. Ricky Rudd is sixth, Rusty Wallace is seventh, Mark Martin is eighth, Robert Presley runs ninth, and Dave Blaney is tenth. Sterling Marlin runs in the eleventh position, Matt Kenseth is twelfth, Kevin Harvick thirteenth, Steve Park fourteenth, Jeff Gordon is fifteenth, Jeremy Mayfield runs in sixteenth with Casey Atwood in seventeenth, Jimmy Spencer is eighteenth, Ricky Craven nineteenth, Ken Schrader is twentieth, twenty-first is Jason Leffler, twenty-seventh, Second, Michael Waltrip, and 23rd, John Andretti. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Further back, one lap down, Joe Nemechek. He's in 24th. Jerry Nadeau is 25th. Mike Wallace, 26th. Robbie Gordon, 27th. Elliot Sadler, 28th. Kurt Busch, 29th. And Ron Hornaday now runs in the 30th position. Napa Auto Parts, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Pace car behind the fifth. Pit wall, field comes down to the line, green flag is in the air, and let's see if we can get in 27 laps under green. On the break, Earnhardt Jr. gets a great restart and pulls away from everybody by four or five car lengths before he gets to turn one. And before Johnny Benson, the second place driver, can get up to speed, the lap car of Mike Wallace is going to enter the mix. So you've got Dale Earnhardt Jr., the leader, then Wallace's lap machine, then Benson. Just a perfect restart for Dale Earnhardt Jr., a lot of real estate and a lap car between himself and the runner-up machine of Johnny Benson. Right behind Benson, third place automobile, Tony Stewart running about three car lengths back. He's got plenty of help from Bobby Labonte as they will draft. Nose to tail off turn two. Labonte now peeks down to the inside of teammate Tony Stewart. They're dragways down the short chute into turn number three. Labonte on the inside makes the move. He'll drop kick back Stewart to fourth. 
Johnny Benson goes down to the inside of the track trying to get by the lapped car of Mike Wallace. Further back, here comes Rusty Wallace breaking into the picture. He works to the inside of Ricky Rudd, racing there for the sixth position. So Rusty Wallace coming to the front of the pack. Bill Elliott just in front of him. They head for turn one. Here they come, racing back into the corner. You've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. out front. He's got a 12-car length advantage over Johnny Benson. And here's Bobby Labonte trying to advance up the inside in third. Labonte still has to deal with the lapped car of Mike Wallace. He pulls right up on his back bumper as they hit the long pond straight away. Now we'll dive down to the inside and try and move past him. Tony Stewart not close enough to give him any help, but Labonte will do it all on his own. The third place automobile now steps off in search of Johnny Benson. Last couple of Pontiacs chasing a Chevrolet. Earnhardt Jr. headed into turn number three. 12 car length advantage over Benson. It's about four back to Bobby Labonte. He's the man on the march off of turn three. Dale Jr. trying to put as much daylight on everybody else as he possibly can. There will be 25 laps to go for the leader, Jr., as he crosses the line this time. Benson loses a little more ground. Tony Stewart gains a little ground on second place as they go down to turn one. All of a sudden now, Johnny Benson may be in danger of losing that spot. He's going to have to deal with Bobby Labonte and possibly teammate Tony Stewart as well. Here's Stewart now. Now trying to bypass the lap car of Mike Wallace. Tony Stewart, like his teammate did just moments ago, takes it down to the inside of the lap machine, and he'll put the horsepower to work down that long pond straightaway. So it continues to be Dale Earnhardt Jr., Johnny Benson, Bobby Labonte riding in third, and now Tony Stewart breaks it open. He is in the fourth spot and looking to close in. And behind Tony Stewart and the lap machine of uh, Mike Wallace and Joe Nemechek is Bill Elliott. Behind him, Rusty Wallace. Mark Martin works to the outside of the lap machine of Mike Skinner. Here comes Robert Presley. He's gotten around the Ricky Rudd car. He's strong off the three. Presley's having a good run. He's in the eighth position. Ricky Rudd back in ninth. Dave Blaney in tenth. Remember all the problems he had early on this afternoon. Jeff Gordon way back there. He's in the twelfth position now. Got a lot of work to do to catch the front runners. And keeping an eye on Robert Presley now up to the eighth spot, trying to get around Mark Martin for seventh. Also further ahead, a challenge may be on for second on the long pond straight. Bobby Labonte has got the crosshairs on Johnny Benson as they hit the long pond straight. He is right up on the rear bumper now, the Valvoline Pontiac, as they drag race down the back straightaway. Labonte is there, but he's not close enough to make the move. He'll follow in the tire tracks off too. Labonte has been patient all day long, working his way up through the field. This time he'll look down to the inside of Benson, not able to make the move. It's a car length now between Benson and Labonte. Five car lengths back to Tony Stewart in fourth. Bobby Labonte looking for his first win of the year 2001. It could come here this afternoon if he can run down Earnhardt Jr. They've got to be a big if. 23 laps to go. He doesn't have much time left to get it done in. They head back for turn number one. Can he get second place for the moment? That's what he's working on right now. Here's Bobby Labonte in third, trying to grab second away from Johnny Benson. For now, he follows Benson's tire tracks. They both work the bottom groove off turn one. First things first for Bobby Labonte. First, he's got to get by Johnny Benson, and Benson is not going to go quietly. He's got plenty of horsepower under the hood of that Pontiac, and once again, he is able to hold Labonte off on the straightaway. As they head down now to turn number two. It's Johnny Benson opening up a two-car length advantage over Bobby Labonte. He has opened it up just a bit this time down the short chute and headed into turn number three. Meanwhile, Tony Stewart continuing to reel that battle in. He's back in the fourth position. Bill Elliott disposes of Mike Wallace. He's back in fifth. Rusty Wallace now on the march one more time. Even further back, you've got the car of Robert Presley hugging the inside of the racetrack. Mark Martin there challenging him. Ricky Rudd has lost a little bit of ground. Might be about to 
to lose a spot. Here's Dave Blaney pulling to the inside of Ricky Rudd, but Rudd will beat him just behind them. Jeff Gordon making a move to the inside of Matt Kenseth. You've got Ricky Rudd running in the ninth position, Dave Blaney 10th, and then here comes Jeff Gordon side by side with Matt Kenseth. That's the battle for the 11th position off turn one. Gordon, who's making two and three wide moves coming off turn two just about every lap, trying to fight his way back into this thing, goes down to the inside lane, and he'll put the horsepower to work on the straightaway as he goes after Jimmy Spencer. No luck for Jeff Gordon. Has to fall back in Spencer's tire tracks. Unable to gain a spot this time off two. Gordon looks to the inside of Spencer, decides he'll fall in line. Meanwhile, the handle seems to have gone away just a bit for the Ricky Rudd machine, but he's able to regain the position from Dave Blaney. Behind Blaney is Tempest, and then the battle with Gordon and Jimmy Spencer off of three. Now Ricky Rudd's car not working as well as it has earlier here this afternoon, and he can't get out of that traffic and get up there and become a player at least to salvage a top five finish. Earnhardt Jr. takes him back to turn one. And it's a good 20 car lengths back to Johnny Benson in second. Here comes Bobby Labonte, still trying to wrestle that position away from Benson. Labonte taking it to the outside line, as Dale Earnhardt Jr. did earlier. Can't find anything there. Now dives down to the inside. Bobby Labonte fakes high, dives low. He'll take over second on the long pond straightaway. So Labonte threw the fake to the high side. Benson moved up to block. Labonte cranked it left, and he goes to the two spot. And is pulled away by about three car lengths over Benson into the short shoot behind Benson. Still four car lengths back to Tony Stewart. Bill Elliott about a second back in the fifth position. Rusty Wallace still reeling him in in six. 20 laps to go when they come down to the line. Can Bobby Labonte chase down Dale Earnhardt Jr.? The gap as they cross the start-finish line now is about two seconds from first back to second. Bobby Labonte back in the second position now. You've got Johnny Benson falling to third, then Tony Stewart and Bill Elliott. The shuffles in turn one. They all work their way through turn number one. Back behind Elliott, here comes Rusty Wallace. He tries to reel him in to challenge. For Rusty trying to close in, then right behind him, it's Mark Martin, followed by Robert Presley and Ricky Rudd. But at the front of the pack, it continues to be all Dale Earnhardt Jr. He looks as dominant right now as Jeff Gordon did earlier on in the day. The Budweiser Chevy off at of turn number two, headed toward the short shoot. Here he comes. Bobby Labonte behind him by about 2.25 seconds. Earnhardt Jr., Labonte, Johnny Benson, Tony Stewart, Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin as they spill out onto the front straightaway. 19 laps to go. There will be 19 laps to go for the front of the field. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and everybody else, Bobby Labonte, Johnny Benson, Tony Stewart, and Bill Elliott. There are 23 cars on the lead lap. John Andretti is the final car on the lead lap. Benson is third. Fourth is Tony Stewart. Bill Elliott's fifth. Rusty Wallace trying to gain up there. He is sixth. Mark Martin is now seventh. Robert Presley rides eighth as the laps wind down. Ricky Rudd is up back to ninth. Dave Blaney is tenth, and that is going to be a story of the day, Joe Moore, is Dave Blaney's. He was all the way back about almost uh, somewhere around 38th or 39th earlier in the race. Now he's back up there. They thought he had dropped a cylinder early on. He came in, and the team is just about ready to pack everything up. They found out it was a, a plug wire that had come off. They repaired that, and like you say, he restarted back in 38th. has been soldiering on all day, and now he's up here in the top ten with a chance to even advance himself even further. I think another big surprise here, Barney, is after Jeff Gordon came in that extra stop to get a splash of fuel, he's not picking up a whole lot of ground. He came back out 12th. He's now back in the 14th position. So Gordon not strong when he needs to be at the end of the race. Well, he had to. He, he wasn't going to take a chance of running out of gas because if you do and being locked up in the Winston Cup points battle like he is, you're certainly going to play all your cards in your favor to salvage some kind of a finish. But you're right. He has not been coming up through the field like we've seen him do all afternoon. He goes back to turn one. 
And the leaders now work their way back to the corner with Gordon working the bottom lane of the racetrack. He's in a tussle with Ricky Craven, Matt Kenseth, and also Steve Park. Good battle going on for eighth. It's a three-way battle. Robert Presley leads a three-car draft. Ricky Rudd and Dave Blaney. Blaney, who's come from a long way back, he's got ideas on stealing Ricky Rudd's milk money as he dives to the bottom of the track off two. The Dodge down to the inside of a couple of Fords. Ricky Rudd trying to keep as many points as he can. He battles back, trying to hold off Dave Blaney. He's going to be able to do it one more time. So it's Presley, Rudd, and Blaney. Presley's riding along in the eighth position. Ricky Rudd in ninth. Dave Blaney in the tenth spot. They are nose to tail coming down to the line. No one steps out of line. No one takes a shot at making a move. About a car length between each of these machines as they go back to turn one. For now, Robert Presley, therefore, hangs on to the eighth position, but he still has a rear view mirror full of Ricky Rudd. Now here's Rudd thinking about a move to the outside off the corner. Takes a look to the high line. Does not like the looks of that, so he will file right in Presley's tire tracks. Right behind them is Dave Blaney. And not far back, here comes the looming presence of Jimmy Spencer, who's got the Kmart Ford on the move again. He's about eight car lengths in back of that trio as they exit two. Thundering off at turn number two. Rudd now peeks down to the inside of the Robert Presley machine. A lot of horsepower under both of those hoods. Presley chops him off, heading into turn number three. Presley, Rudd, Blaney now peeks to the outside of Rudd. 16 laps to go for the leader, Dale Earnhardt Jr., as he crosses the line. Back at the Pocono Raceway, getting down to the conclusion of the Pennsylvania 500. It is Dale Earnhardt Jr. with an advantage now of a little over two seconds. He heads to turn three. And here comes Earnhardt Jr. Just worked around the lap machine of John Andretti. Here comes Bobby Devaney a couple of seconds back. Two more seconds back to Tony Stewart, who's disposed of Johnny Benson in fourth. Here they come back down to the line. It will be 13 laps to go in the Pennsylvania 500. Dale Earnhardt Jr. looking for his second win of the year. Bobby Labonte second, Tony Stewart third. Johnny Benson lost that third spot a couple of laps ago, and Bill Elliott still rides in the front five. Let's go back to that great race between Robert Presley, Dave Blaney, and Ricky Rudd. It's in turn one. And this is from eighth position on back, and now the battle for ninth is side by side. Here's Ricky Rudd rushing up to the inside of Dave Blaney. Rudd's car bobbled coming into the corner. As a result, he loses. Ground. Dave Blaney on the outside lane will hold Ricky Rudd off at least for now and now tries to play catch up once again with the back bumper of the Jasper Engines Ford driven by Robert Presley. It is Presley a car length back to Blaney half a car length to Ricky Rudd and here's Jimmy Spencer on the scene. Been an impressive run for Dave Blaney coming back from the earlier problems. Robert Presley has a car length advantage just a half a car length back to Ricky Rudd. Jimmy Spencer continues to be on the move. He's two car lengths behind Rudd. Tell you what, there's a lot of guys up in the top dozen cars here that uh, should be singled out today that have the pit work's been good. The driving's been good. Dave Blaney's certainly one of those. Robert Presley, another. And Rusty Wallace has worked his way up there. Rusty rides along in sixth position as that whole pack of traffic we've been talking about goes back to turn one. Here they come back into the corner now. That battle from eighth on back continues to be a good one. Robert Presley is down low in the corner. Here comes Dave Blaney up to the high side. Blaney all over Robert Presley coming off turn two. Can't find room high, so he'll take a shot on the inside. Here comes Dave Blaney in the Dodge, putting the horsepower down, and he will pull along 
strong side. Robert Presley at the entrance to turn number two. Presley tries to put the squeeze on him, but Blaney is there. They're dead even. This is a scramble for eighth position. Blaney down to the inside. Ricky Rudd wants to follow in his tire tracks. Pick up another spot. Blaney to the inside of Robert Presley. He has a position now door to door. Rudd on the inside. Presley on the outside. So Blaney gets by. Ricky Rudd having a little more trouble bypassing Robert Presley. Still stacked up side by side for the ninth position at the line. It's going to be Robert Presley holding off Ricky Rudd, but Ricky puts the charge on again as they head to turn one. Here come the two Fords with the battle for the ninth position, continuing in turn one. Rudd is working down low. He's got Presley inches from his right side, and Jimmy Spencer closes in behind those two as well. Ricky Rudd now with the bottom of the racetrack in hand. Jimmy Spencer looks like he wants to throw his lot with him, but so far hasn't done it. He'll stay topside with Presley. It's Robert Presley up high. Ricky Rudd down low, dead even, nose to nose. Now Rudd drives it a little bit deeper into two. He'll lead by about a foot off the corner. They exit turn two just like they left turn three last time around. Rudd to the inside, Presley to the outside. Spencer trying to decide which is his dance partner going to be. Presley now sweeps around to the outside of Rudd. He has the position. Tell you what, there's a bunch of cars in that pack trying to gain ground. Dave Blaney, Robert Presley, Ricky Rudd, Jimmy Spencer, and Matt Kenseth all up in that battle as they work their way across the line and head back to one. Ricky Rudd trying to get all the points he can here this afternoon as one of the contenders. Dale Jarrett has had problems, and Dale's going to finish way back in about 41st position. They go back to one. Side by side from ninth on back, Robert Presley, Ricky Rudd to the inside, then Jimmy Spencer, Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Gordon. Heavy duty racing off turn number two. It's Presley on the outside lane with the advantage. Ricky Rudd trying to pick up a dance partner down low. He will find one in Jeff Gordon. So it is Presley, then side by side, Rudd down low, Spencer up high, then two abreast Jeff Gordon and Matt Kenseth. Two by two on the back straightaway, coming down toward turn number three one more time. It's Presley, then door to door, Rudd on the inside, Spencer on the outside, just behind them. They trade sheet metal. Kenseth takes a position away from Jeff Gordon. Close racing from ninth, 10th, 11th position all back while the front runners have it all laid out here. Dale Earnhardt Jr. with 1.3 seconds of a lead over Bobby Labonte in the final nine laps. Tony Stewart is third, Johnny Benson fourth, fifth is Bill Elliott as the shuffle is off into turn one. As the leaders all work their way off turn number one, here's Rusty Wallace now in the sixth position, feeling a challenge there for Mark Martin. Martin right up on his back bumper, but unable to make a move right now. They will keep it nose to tail down the back straightaway. A bit further back, that battle continues. Robert Presley has fought off the attack. He's put five car lengths on Jimmy Spencer. Right behind Spencer, Ricky Rudd. Then side by side, Gordon and Kenseth off too. That still remains a good battle. Last time, Kenseth was able to take it. This time, Gordon battles down to the inside, the Ford on the outside, the Chevrolet on the inside, door to door. Ricky Craven picks a partner. It's going to be Jeff Gordon, but they're still Kenseth and Gordon on the door by door to door. Right now, eight laps remain for the leader and the rest of the field, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt Jr. seems to be dropping off just a little bit, and Bobby Labonte is gaining about a tenth each time around, but he's still got a long ways to go. He's one and two-tenths seconds behind the leader, Earnhardt Jr. They go back to turn one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. doing exactly what he has to do right now. If he's backing out of the throttle at all, it may be in an attempt to save some fuel, but he's still got a good, healthy lead on Bobby Labonte. Then it's a country mile back to Tony Stewart, riding in the third spot as he exits. 
Hicks, it's turn two. It's 1.2 seconds, the differential between the leader, Earnhardt Jr. and Bobby Labonte. Labonte is on the charge. That duo is pulled away from Tony Stewart by a good three seconds, but will Labonte run out of time? Johnny Benson about to see another challenge in the form of Bill Elliott. Benson has the fourth position. Elliott now sneaking up on the rear deck of the Valvoline Pontiac as they come back to the line and see the signal for seven laps to go. It's about three car lengths between Benson and Bill Elliott. Let's follow that race to turn one. That's the battle for fourth. Benson has it. Elliott wants it, but still no change for the position. Both of those cars work their way back to the corner. Benson keeps his car a half lane lower in the groove. Johnny Benson with a good handling Pontiac right now, able to run right down on the white line through turn number two, and he's not far from it in turns one and three. But he's got plenty of company. Right on his back bumper is Bill Elliott. They've got a long gap before they catch Tony Stewart and a longer gap back to Rusty Wallace. They run a single file off two. The battle for fourth is a good one down the short shoot as Elliott now looks to the inside of Benson one more time. Benson swings a little bit high, chops it down just in front of Elliott. Their nose to tail off a three with a goodly distance back to Rusty Wallace in six. But regardless of where Johnny Benson or Bill Elliott finished, they both had good runs here today. Johnny right now is riding in fourth place. The laps continue to wind down as Bill Elliott goes after Johnny Benson in turn one. Here comes Elliott's red Dodge to the inside of the red, white, and blue Pontiac of Benson. But Elliott's still not close enough to make the pass. Benson fights off the challenge. Here comes Elliott again. He's down toward the inside. Bill Elliott scratching and clawing right now, trying to make the late run at Johnny Benson. But Benson has got a good, strong race car underneath him. They will tag team it down the back straightaway. Benson leading Elliott by about half a car length. They'll take it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody holding their spot off turn two. Pretty much equidistance from what they were last time. Benson by a half a car length over Bill Elliott. Seconds back, a couple of them back to Rusty Wallace. Benson now chops it down one more time just in front of Elliott, but Elliott battles back off a of three. Meanwhile, up front, Bobby Labonte is definitely closing in on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Just five laps to go. It's marked now at six-tenths of a second. They're in turn one. Here's Earnhardt Jr. rushing back into the corner. Still has Bobby Labonte by some seven car lengths. Make it six on the long pond straight. In the last three laps, Bobby Labonte has cut the lead in half, and he continues to close now as they race the long pond straight away. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to catch a draft off a couple of slower cars, Ward Burton and Stacy Compton. And now Bobby Labonte is in contact and reeling in the leader. And the Budweiser machine down the short shoot one more time, but Bobby Labonte on the whip. It's down to three car lengths as they come up on the lap car of Stacy Compton. Here comes Earnhardt Jr. three back to Bobby Labonte. Watching those two guys go through the corners as they go into one and over into two and the three, they're handling pretty well equal. Now, Bobby Labonte's got some horsepower. That's obvious as he has chased him down, but catching is one thing, getting around is another because Earnhardt Jr. is not going to go easy. They go back to turn one. But here comes Bobby Labonte to see what he can do about clearing the race leader. Earnhardt Jr. still has him by a car length and a half, but Labonte closes in even more. Earnhardt drifts a little bit wide off turn number one. That allows Bobby Labonte to close right up in underneath his rear spoiler. Labonte is there. He has come from a long ways back, but he has caught the leader with some time to work into turn number two. It's Earnhardt by less than a car length over Bobby Labonte. Bobby Labonte looking for win number one in 2001. He's on the rear deck of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Looks down to the inside, sweeps high. Earnhardt Jr. covers that position. Now they both sweep down low into turn number three. It's a car length disadvantage. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading the way off turn number three back to the start finish line. Three to go. Bobby Labonte has the time. 
Does he have the machine? Can he make the move? Two car lengths separate the front two as they head off to turn one. It's been quite a charge for Bobby Labonte to catch the race leader. Now some patience, now more aggression on Labonte's part as again he closes in behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. following him off of turn number one. How much race car has Bobby Labonte used up trying to reel in the leader? We'll find out on the next three laps. It is Earnhardt and Labonte playing me and my shadow down the back straightaway. It's going to take a miracle for anybody else to get into contention. Here they come into turn two. Earnhardt right on the bottom, a car length in hand over Labonte. Labonte is the shadow this time, but he's got notions of changing that. He'll swing to the outside. They're door-to-door -door, headed to turn three. Bobby Labonte on the outside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the inside. He can't complete the pass, but he remains Mains on the high side. Dale Jr. giving him everything he can do to hold him off. As the laps wind down, they come down to the line with two to go. They are almost in a dead heat. It is Labonte by a half a car length leading that lap as they swing back to turn one. Here comes Bobby Labonte's orange and green Pontiac, but the red Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a stubborn foe. Earnhardt Jr. fights back to the inside. Labonte is still there, but Earnhardt Jr. forges back to the lead. White knuckle time at Pocono as they lean on each other. Labonte gives up the outside, dives low. Earnhardt Hart swings left to block him. Here comes Labonte back on the outside again. Swapping lanes, swapping fenders as they battle for the lead, heading for two, and Bobby Labonte takes it over on the outside, and he's got the lead. And he's got the lead cleanly this time off of turn number two, but Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s not giving up yet. It's a couple of car lengths. Now Labonte stretches it out. Three car length lead for Bobby Labonte. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now struggles to battle back. And the question is answered, could Bobby Labonte catch him? The second question, could he get around him? He has. There's one lap to go as they come down to the line. White flag for Bobby Labonte. Earnhardt Jr. has fallen back some eight car lengths. They go to turn one. For the final time today, here comes Bobby Labonte back into the corner, opening up by some four car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Labonte swings it out toward the middle of turn one and sets sail on the long pond straight. Over the final 25 laps, Bobby Labonte set a trap, and he sprung it with less than three miles to to go. Labonte now less than a lap away from victory lane at Pocono and he continues to pull away. The lead is six car lengths. Make it seven in turn number two. Bobby Labonte off the corner and on his way. Bobby Labonte in the zone here at Pocono looking for win number one in 2001. He legs it out. Six, seven car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Bobby Labonte on his way to victory lane. His last win came at the Lowe's Motor Speedway last fall. Finally in 2001, Bobby Labonte will make Take it back to victory lane, winning the Pennsylvania 500 by nearly 15 car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Tony Stewart hangs on for the third place finish. Fourth is going to be Johnny Benson. Check that. Bill Elliott goes by. He'll grab fourth and fifth to Johnny Benson. Let's go to pit road. Coach Joe Gibbs, I'll tell you, you've been involved in a lot of comebacks, but that was one great one by Bobby Labonte. That was a great comeback. I'm really proud of I tell you, Interstate Batteries, this Norm, hey, congratulations. MBNA, we just really appreciate everybody. Great day for us. Hey, Lord bless us, the great race, really. Bobby fought his guts out, and uh, we're so happy. 20 car guys did a great job, too. So. That's exactly right. Home Depot, thanks. And he's going to head to Victory Lane. And we'll be going to Victory Lane to visit with winner Bobby Labonte. We'll talk to the other top finishers shortly. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough.
After struggling throughout the first half of this 2001 season, Bobby Labonte finally makes it to victory lane. It happens here at the Pocono Raceway today as he takes over the lead with just a couple of laps to go from Dale Earnhardt Jr. and now gets a chance to experience victory lane this year. Earnhardt Jr. coming in second, Tony Stewart third, Bill Elliott fourth and fifth, Johnny Benson. Rest of the top ten are Rusty Wallace who came in sixth, Mark Martin in seventh, Jeff Gordon in eighth, Robert Presley ninth, and a great run for Ricky Craven. He winds up in the tenth position. We'll be going down to victory lane in just a few moments to hear from Bobby Labonte and a very happy crew there, I'm sure. First, let's go down the pit road and check in with some of the other drivers who finished in the top five. Well, I've got Tony Stewart, the third place finisher, standing alongside. And Tony, an outstanding run for you. You were quiet all day, but uh, advancing up from about 13th, I think, to start to finish in the number third spot and tightening up that points battle a little more. Yeah, we needed this run today. Uh, you know, the guys on the team did a great job all day, and, and the motor guys, I tell you what, those guys have been working their tails off trying to get us some more horsepower. And uh, I missed a shift uh, twice today and over-revved it, and it, it stayed with us. So uh, you know, glad to see my teammate Bobby get this win. Uh, you know, Junior was strong all day, and I hated to see Junior get beat there at the end but like that. But, uh, you know, it's good for everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing and Home Depot. Tony Stewart came into the chase fourth in points. He'll tighten it up considerably here with this good third-place finish. Dale Earnhardt Jr. getting a big cheer as he climbs out of his car. Trackside, let's see if we can get a word with him. Well, obviously running out of fuel, having to come down the end of pit road and push back down. Dale, when did it finally give out on you? Um, it ran out of gas off that last corner. But uh, it was a heck of a race. I had with Bobby. That was a lot of fun. I was try having to play a little dirty because he's a little better than I was. And I really wanted to win here because it's a real tough track. So, um, Congratulations to Bobby. Uh, and uh, it's points for us. That's what we need. Heck of a restart for you on that final restart. And you got out and jumped out in front there and actually got able to cruise for a while until he was able to catch up with you. Oh, I wasn't cruising, believe me. Uh, run as hard as I could, maybe a little bit too hard because the car got tight there and he caught me. So, But just uh, we keep learning. We keep getting better every time we come. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. brings it home second. Johnny Benson had a good run. Let's see if we can get a word from him. Yeah, we can. Johnny comes home fifth today. That's his third top five finish of the year. He said he wasn't sure of that, but we checked and that's true, Johnny. But nonetheless, today, great run for you. It was. I mean, Valdez Pineck was pretty good. I just, uh, we got in that middle segment. We couldn't hit nothing. I mean, we were all over the place, and uh, we got a lap down, and James said, man, let's make some big changes. We made some pretty big changes, got our lap back, and uh, managed to get right up there with the front again and led for a little bit and just, uh, I wasn't that strong. I mean, I was a top five race car and we ended up fifth and just, um, I, I think I could have had fourth and Bill was getting by me. I was doing a little blocking here and there and uh, I had a run on him by four and I ran out of gas. So it was um, uh, one of those deals, but top five will take it. If you're gonna run out of gas, that's the place to do it. I hear you. Johnny Benson finishes fifth here at Pocono this afternoon. Bill Elliott had a good run. Let's get a word from Bill. Season best fourth place finish for Bill Elliott and uh, good run for you down in the final stretch. Well, you know, we started off there and the car really hooked up and ran all day long. And, you know, we just got to keep working through this stuff. You know, we aren't hardly as good as the best cars there at the end, but we were decent. You know, and that's what we got to keep working through. You know, Ray and all the guys have really worked hard. And, you know, this just kind of goes to, to put the effort together. If we can just keep working at this deal, we got the team to do it, but we just got to get better and better each and every week. Fifth earlier this season at Daytona, fourth place today, season high for Bill Elliott. Good run for all the top five. We'll be going to Victory Lane here shortly and visit with Bobby Labonte. Dale Earnhardt Jr. again finished second. Tony Stewart ran third. Bill Elliott fourth. Johnny Benson fifth. Rusty Wallace posted a good finish. He is sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Jeff Gordon made a great comeback. Jeff gets back up to eighth. Robert Presley ninth. And Ricky Craven make up the top ten. Big time celebration at Victory Lane. Jim Phillips is there with Bobby Labonte. Uh, you talk about a smile. <laughs> what a drive. <laughs> good job. What a drive. That's exactly right. 
Two and a half seconds behind, 20 laps to go. Did you think you could catch Dale Earnhardt Jr.? No, he was so good on uh, he was so good on starts. Uh, you know, it was going to be hard to do, and uh, you know, he just took off there, and uh, we got by a couple cars, and uh, we were able to get uh, uh, get up to him. And um, his car was a little bit loose on uh, long runs. It seemed like gave up a little bit. My car uh, didn't seem to give up as much. So uh, that was. Uh, that's what was cool about it, you know, and uh, our car yesterday was the same way in practice, so it turned out to be the same way today. How much did it help that you and Dale both got clean air, though? You weren't, weren't around a lot of lap traffic at that one point when you started to really gain on it. Well, it was it meant a lot, you know. Uh, the Marine Star's pretty tough, and uh, if you don't get clear traffic, you saw what happened to the 28 and the 9 and uh, the 20 and some other guys, and yeah, we were there early, you know, and uh, hey, buddy, good job. gets congratulations from Dale Earnhardt, Jr., uh, right now. <laughs> Your team had a lot of confidence in you and this car all weekend long. Did you feel that way when you came in here? Actually, we started off really good. Um, uh, right after, you know, right before qualifying, we got good. We qualified good, and practice was really good. So, uh, you know, we couldn't complain about it. I mean, we were, we were. I saw light at the end of the tunnel for, for about the first time this year. You know, I was like, man, we might have a good run today. So, uh, again, the guys never gave up. We just kept working on it hard. And uh, I got to say thanks to all the guys in the motor room, especially. Uh, I beat them up all year long. Uh, you know, we're down a little bit. And uh, these guys kept ha hammering away and uh, bringing stuff to the racetrack and stuff like that. And, and those guys have been great. Everybody back at the shop. Uh, again, this Interstate Batteries Pontiac, it's all race team. It's a team effort. And, uh, you know, can't say enough about them. I understand your son started his career. Tyler, here's uh, joined the Coca-Cola. <laughs> Yeah, we both got top fives this weekend. He finished fourth uh, across the street over there at the Lehigh Valley, but uh, it was pretty cool. Yes, it is. Bobby Labonte wins the Pennsylvania 500. We talked all day today about uh, him trying to get back to victory lane, so surprising that he hadn't done it up till now. Finally, he does. Gives him his 17th career Winston Cup win. Well, we're back at the Pocono Raceway. It's time for Joe and I to select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. We award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestest Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event, and we've decided on who. Dave Blaney. He had uh, a great run going early on and they thought they lost a cylinder, found out it was a plug wire off, fell back to about 38th, made his way back up to the top 10. In the closing laps, he got shuffled back to a 22nd place finish. It was a long, hard day, but uh, he had some good breaks that even allowed him to finish this race today. Yeah, finding the problem and getting him back out there and salvaging a finish. Ray Bestis Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR, will award $500 in the name of Dave Blaney, who finished 22nd to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. Let's take a look at the finishing order. It is Bobby Labonte getting his first win of the year. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished second. Tony Stewart ran third. Bill Elliott was fourth. Johnny Benson fifth. Rusty Wallace sixth. Mark Martin finished seventh. Jeff Gordon was eighth. Robert Presley ran ninth. Ricky Craven was tenth. Then Ricky Rudd eleventh. Jimmy Spencer twelfth. Steve Park thirteenth. Matt Kenseth fourteenth. Casey Atwood finished fifteenth. Sterling Marlin was sixteenth. Kenny Schrader finished seventeenth. Jeremy Mayfield eighteenth. Michael Waltrip, 19th, and Kevin Harvick, 20th. 21st will go to Jason Leffler, 22nd to Dave Blaney, 23rd to Joe Nemechek, 24th to Jerry Nadeau, and Mike Wallace finished 25th. 26th was Elliot Sadler, 27th John Andretti, 28th was Robbie Gordon. Coming in 29th, Bobby Hamilton, 30th was Ron Hornaday, 31st Kyle Petty, 32nd was Stacey Compton, 33rd Brett Bodine, 34th was Terry Labonte, and 35th was Rick Mast. Jeff Burton finished 36th, Kurt Busch was 37th, Ward Burton 38th, Buckshot Jones was 39th. Hutt Strickland finished 40th. 41st was Dale Jarrett. 42nd, Kevin LePage. And 43rd was Todd Bodine. 
The Gatorade Front Runner Award of $10,000 goes to Jeff Gordon. He was the eligible driver leading the most laps in today's race. And for about the uh, third or fourth time this year, he dominated early in the event, but in the closing laps, wasn't there when it really counted. So Bobby the Bonnie comes on and picks up the win. Checking the uh, point standings unofficially after the running of today's race, Jeff Gordon will take over the lead for the first time in three weeks by himself in the top spot. Ricky Rudd moves up to the second spot. He's now 35 points back, so he didn't lose a whole lot of ground from where he was coming into this race. The big loser, obviously, Dale Jarrett with his 41st place finish. Jarrett drops to third. He's 102 points out of the top spot. Tony Stewart hangs on to the fourth position. He's 256 points back. And fifth is Sterling Marlin, where he was coming into today's race. Now 313 points out of the top position. The official points will be released by NASCAR on Monday afternoon. Bobby Labonte led two times today for a total of four laps, took the lead for the final time on lap 198. Lap leader for the race, as we told you, Jeff Gordon, had 20 lead changes today among 12 different drivers. 40 cars were running at the end of the race with 22 of these on the lead lap. Six cautions today for 24 laps. Time of the race, three hours and 44 minutes. Next week, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series moves on to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Brickyard 400. MRN Radio will be at the Indianapolis Raceway Park for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and NASCAR Bush Series action on Friday and Saturday night. Next week, the Power Stroke 200 by Ford on Friday evening at 7.30 Eastern and the Kroger 200 NASCAR Bush Series race on Saturday evening also at 7.30 Eastern time. Again, we'll have them for you here on MRN Radio. Folks, you heard on our coverage today included uh, Kurt Becker out in Turn 1, Dave Moody, covered the action in turn two. Winston Kelly covered uh, the action for us out in turn three along the pit lane. Jim Phillips, Jason Toy, and Gary Montgomery. Linda Cressman helped us on our scoring loop. The spotters today, Charlie Cressman, David Horvath, and Bruce Berger. Paul Horvath, Michelle Webb, Joe Batley, and Michael Dudak were our production assistants here today. Be sure to listen for NASCAR Today every weekday on most of these MRN radio stations with daily news and information on NASCAR racing. We'll be talking about the testing going on at uh, Watkins Glen coming up on Monday and of course everyone getting ready for the Brickyard 400. Some of those stories we'll cover in the upcoming week. NASCAR live on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern. Eli Gold talks to the stars of NASCAR racing and the world of racing with commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day daily on most of these MRN radio stations. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore congratulating Bobby Labonte who finally grabs his first win of the 2001 season today at the Pocono Raceway in the Pennsylvania 500. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Pocono Raceway. Sponsored by the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you that fresh beer tastes better. By 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By the Wide Track Grand Prix, wider is better. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, it's in NASCAR, is it in you? By the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Ray Bestas, the best in brakes, D3EA certified for safety. By Team Monte Carlo, the cars more champions depend on. Chevy, we'll be there. By Pfizer, where life is our life's work. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Two-way communication by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by MBNA, the issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. 
This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.